historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-Z. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times continue recording on this the first of October. I am Dino and you are. And I miss. Oh man. Uh how have you been? <laughs> uh, I, I've been okay. Things could be better, but I'm I'm okay. Alright. Um yeah, well, you know that's yeah, the things are what they are. Um I've been alright. Yeah. I've been okay. Well, that's good. Um I uh I Got my temporary bar card and stuff, so I've been trying to oh, do yeah. a few lawyerly things. Um, <laughs> getting involved in a couple of things. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting sort of transitionary period to actually like working <laughs> now. No, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's been going on, and as a result, I've been very busy, and so I didn't have very many uh, uh, stories. I know you were busy this week as well. And so you didn't have very many stories. And so we're going to cover yeah. a few things uh, at the very beginning and then talk about something yeah. else. Um, but right up top, uh, you had wanted to mention something. What was that? Yeah. So to, on a more kind of a somber note, uh, today is the 10 year anniversary, or not 10 year anniversary, but well, the 10 year anniversary of Ross Ulbricht uh, going to prison. He's been in prison for 10 years now. Um, today he uh, um, he was first imprisoned uh, October first, twenty thirteen. It's now October first, twenty twenty three, and it's just a bummer. Ten years um, for building a website. Yes. So, if anyone who is unfamiliar with Ross Ulbricht's case, I've been I became obsessed with this case uh, basically since I heard it, um, and it's just like he got railroaded, man, completely uh, by the state. Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah, so he's serving double for people who don't know. Ross Ulbricht built a website, uh, and he, he Ross Ulbricht is a libertarian. He built a website, uh, you know, uh, basically for like free exchange and commerce, basically, right? And, but he had like rules that like no, you know, nothing that harmed some type of third party or anything like that, stolen property, uh, you know, CP stuff like that. That was just a no no. Um, and he had he was not convicted of anything violent to against the rules of the were, site. Uh, by the way, I want to I want to I want to yeah. clarify something just real quick because yeah. you said that. Oh, yeah. Please. Those those yeah. things were against the rules of the site. And yes. yet and yet he still would have had very limited responsibility to even moderate those things because of yeah. Section 230. Section 230 would have would have effectively uh, Section 230 uh, protects your moderation and your lack of moderation. And so yes, and also illegal stuff even, like, like CP and stuff. Side. Yeah, right. Illegal media like CP and stuff he would probably have to take down. But if somebody stole a a, a stolen sold a stolen item on the Silk Road, he would not have yeah. had to do anything about. That's not his business, just like it's not Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace's problem. Right. I'm sorry, continue. No, no, I, I thank you for that. that that's very important. Um, yeah, so, so all of that, uh, as you said, he would have very limited li- like liability in the first place, and and uh, it was against the rules. He, he had those rules were yes, in place they were specifically were against allowed. the terms of service. Um, yeah, and um, essentially, and also he didn't even like really run the site after a certain point. He like handed off uh, like control of it to like other people, like in like two years after he made it. So, mm-hmm. 
it, it, it was ve- it's uh, so he basically he is in prison. He is serving double life plus forty uh, for all nonviolent charges and conv- convictions. Like he was uh, uh, conv- all the convictions were on nonviolent charges he got him on a, a kingpin charge uh, i think like a cybersecurity, some type of like uh, bullshit like that or something um and but it was mainly the kingpin charge that yes up those years and ross Ulbricht has never hurt another human being in his life um and you know there's all this one won't be an entire Ross Ulbricht episode. I, 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 we, we do plan actually to do a Ross Ulbricht episode in the yes. future. Yes, and um, I would actually like to read some court it's, documents. I'm surprised we haven't done one yet. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's a travesty of justice. Uh, it is uh terrible. Um, like double life plus forty. There are like child rapists who get off much. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah, <laughs> get yeah. off in like ten. Like, um, he was dude, convicted uh, of engaging so, like, in a continuing criminal enterprise. He was convicted of narcotics conspiracy, yeah. conspiracy to commit money laundering, yeah. and conspiracy to commit commuter, computer hacking. Um, the yeah. money laundering charge, I believe, relates to the use of crypto on the Silk Road. Um. Narcotics yes. conspiracy and continuing criminal enterprise is what they hit him with because uh, the Silk Road people sold drugs on the Silk Road, um, yeah. and and so they acted like he was the, a drug dealer. When I, I'm, yes. I'm I, I, as I understand it, Ross Ulbricht has never sold drugs in his life. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's that, and then there was, uh, yes, uh, double life plus forty. Uh, and then there was a superseding indictment that added other charges as well. But he is a he. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, there was also the murder for hire allegations that people love to refer back to and try yes. and claim that he's a murderer of some kind. And uh, those those um, yeah. those charges were dropped. Yes, and in fact, I think in Maryland, uh, they were dismissed with prejudice, in fact, so they can never be brought up again. Yes, prosecutors moved to drop them, um, um, uh, and, and he, he was, he, he was uh, as I understand it, one of the issues with that is that he was supposedly in control still of the Dread Pirate Roberts account, um, mm-hmm. but he actually wasn't in control of it at that time. Isn't that isn't that yeah, where that I mean, issue comes out of? That, is that murder for hire one? Yes, yes. Because there, there were several were people that had access. Uh, Pirate Roberts, uh, which kind of goes to the name. Yes, yes right. Multiple right. people had access to that account. Um, and in fact, um, uh, in one of the actual like um, uh, the users knew that there were multiple users because um, they would have little like uh, codes and things so that they knew which dread pirate roberts they were dealing with so there was a code when the, whenever ross was the dread pirate roberts um there was a code where people would ask hey what's your favorite book and he would say anything by rothbard that was an yes. actual code so that they knew it was him uh, but, uh so one of the and so multiple there were multiple dread pirate roberts and they intentionally uh or they essentially tried to frame it as if he was the only one um and it, it's just it's not true. And also the Dread Pirate Roberts account signed in while he was in jail. Yeah, he would have had no way to access it. Yeah, no. And yet and yet he was uh, and, and yet uh, supposedly he still did. Right. If he was the only guy that had access to that account, it would have had to have been him. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was the uh, like the, the whole like murder for hire claim for one. Like even if you believe like the actual like uh, evidence that they brought, which is essentially a photo of the screen um, uh, showing that the Dread Pirate Roberts was uh, attempting to put out a hit on someone. Um, even if you think that's legitimate, there's no, they've shown no reason as to why that had to have been Ross as opposed to some other person. Yes. Uh, and also talking about this, I think is just silly a little bit too, when people are trying to justify his prison sentence, because he was not indicted on those charges. Well, he, so, was, he wasn't you know, indicted, they were like, dropped. Well, they were, uh, they were, did, they dropped didn't. the case entirely. Yeah, right, right, yes. Yes, exactly. And, uh, uh, you know, you just and everywhere you go, people are like, well, you know, he might have committed a murder for hire. And that's why he should be in prison. It's like, oh, boy, I hope you would never on a jury. Oh, God, uh, because no. Jesus Christ. That yeah. is horrifying. <laughs> it's 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 uh, a it's a terrible, yeah. terrible um, miscarriage, I think, of justice for in his case in particular. Look, if they, and, if they wanted to try and pin something on him, maybe they could make the money laundering stick. I don't know. But the 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 idea that a guy who makes a website is responsible for all the transactions that happen on that website is insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Right. And also, also at sentencing, the judge specifically referenced Ross's libertarian beliefs as a reason to why he was dangerous. And she said specifically as a paraphrasing, but pretty close, she basically said, and I don't think you've given up those beliefs yet as in her sentencing. um, Oh, yeah, we haven't. Oh, we Um, we didn't successfully beat your political convictions out of you. Worst sentence for you then. God. Right. That's fucking insane. Yeah. That is absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. So if, if people are like interested in a, uh, in like uh, more of a breakdown, we will be doing an episode on this in the future, uh, going much more in depth. But for now, there's also you can go to freeross.org and a lot of information there. It's all cited, so it's not like it's not like uh, you know biased or anything like that. Like yeah. all the sources are cited from a bunch of different reputable places, like the New York Times, other things like that that just show. Because I think New York Times, in fact did an interview with one of the Dread Pirate Roberts. It was New York Times for some other piece. I, I forget. They may have. Um, th- there were definitely multiple of them, which is not how the which is not how like the, the court made it seem. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was just it's a travesty. So, yeah, you go to freegross.org, maybe sign the petition um, and uh yeah just you know if if you're if you want to help uh in any way you can find out ways to do it there yes yes and uh that was actually one of the things that i'm i'm uh, one of the things that's very cool about childerberg is that is that there are donations from childerberg that go to free ross um that yes yes yeah um so that's it's uh it's a terrible thing 10 years man and and really yep. with no end in sight. I mean, this is not somebody that a that a president's going to get any political points for pardoning. You know what I mean? I know. I, I remember being so like hopeful beyond hope because there were rumors like Trump before he exited the White House because there was a there was a whole news story about like how Trump was considering pardoning Ross Ulbricht. It was a big thing, uh, um, and it didn't happen. And it, yeah, I was like, real. I wasn't. It was. I wasn't surprised, but it was. I was very disappointed. Well, I know? mean, you know as well as um, I that that would hurt yeah. him with conservatives. Um, you moment, have you have people in your comments yes. all the time, conservatives who are talking about. I mean, there's yeah. one today who said like, uh, like <laughs> if you drive a getaway car, you're still a bank robber. So he built the website and he dealt the drugs. Um, 
And he was like, drugs are destroying America and all this other bullshit. These fucking, <laughs> these fucking boomer ass retards. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing too, there was somebody who was it that said that you should, you personally encourage you personally to Google CP. Oh, did, no. Yeah. So that was okay. This was some guy who I was, uh, it, he wasn't responding to me, but I just like quote tweeted him because it was like so out of pocket, such an out of pocket statement. Um, but he was essentially talking about like, because the whole thing was like banning pornography. And let me, let me actually find, try to find the, uh, uh, hold on. Sorry. Uh, I lost it. Let me, uh, but yeah, basically, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, he says, this guy, uh, because they were talking about like uh, trying to ban porn and make porn illegal. And this, this guy went to, you can access child porn on a simple Google search. Go to, go to images and try if you doubt me. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, excuse me, sir? <laughs> oh, man. That is just, that is. Uh, <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Why would yeah. you even say that? <laughs> why? Yeah, right. Best case scenario, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um. Speaking of Google yeah. and content moderation and stuff, and yes, go to freeross.org. Um, read the information that's that's there. Yeah. We will do a whole episode on Ross at some point. Um, not going to make any yeah. promises as to when, because I would actually like to read a lot mm-hmm. of the court documents and things like that, just to try and see what's what's what yeah. as far as all that goes. Um, yeah. So, uh, but as far as Google and content moderation goes, um, did you see that 3D Print General got kicked off of YouTube? I did, yes. They, uh, they, That's, uh, very frightening. He had been demonetized and he appealed it. And then they came back and just, they basically told him, uh, you know, you're not going to get your monetization back. And then they came back and said, also, mm. your channel's gone. Oh. Yeah. How wonderful. How yes. wonderful. And this is a guy who works like crazy to make videos and, and really good instructional stuff. He has a, uh, he has a troubleshooting guide for 3D printing that is like the Bible of 3D printing troubleshooting. Um, he mm. works really, really fucking hard. And like one of his biggest sponsors was Polymaker. Like he he was really a a big fucking deal, um, especially for three D printed gunning mm-hmm. enthusiasts. But for three D printed uh, for three D printing enthusiasts generally, he was a he was a really fucking mm-hmm. big deal. And um and they just nuked his channel. And he's uh trying really hard oh, to man. bring to the attention of YouTube that like this was unjust because he's he's worked really hard to stay within the terms of service. Like he's 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 mm-hmm. tried yeah, to that's... make sure he does that. Yeah, no, that sucks so much. That's it's very scary when like, you know, all this like educational content can just be like completely eradicated mm-hmm. uh, like that. Um, it's that's yeah, no, that's I, and YouTube, I, you know, it just seems like I don't know. It, it seems like that's like in a Pandora's box uh, for YouTube, where it's like once they start cracking down on that. It's like, well, you know, it just seems like it's an unstable business model a little bit. I don't know. Oh, it they've seems been... like once you open the door to that, it seems like a bunch of other things could be caught in the crossfire. Oh, man, they, they, that whole platform's been uh, been built on sand for a long time now with as far as their moderation yeah. practices are concerned. They mm-hmm. just they, I mean, <sighs> oh, yeah, there, there's there's so little justification for any of this. Um, uh, some of the like Brandon Herrera 
said that he would try and help him out because there's some of the larger channels that have like direct um, communication with people there. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have they have like basically YouTube has liaisons uh, that talk to big creators. And and so mm-hmm. Brennan Herrera said he would bring it up and, and a couple other things. But it's one of the things that sucks the most about it is they don't tell you what you did wrong. They don't tell you why they got rid of your channel. So they don't give you yeah, the opportunity that's, to fix that's it. That's super dirty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that is that would be the most infuriating, actually, not knowing what you did. But you're, it's just that seems wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it seems very wrong. It's it's uh, it's I, I hate that that happened to him. He's he's always been a he's always kind of been a bro. Like he's I like I don't think he's ever gotten in. There's been drama in like the 3D printing gun community and stuff. I don't think he's ever been involved in any of it. Like he's just a bro who's really good at 3D printing and he's he really gets it as a medium and he loves making content about it. And they they just yeah. like nuked him. Oh, that's yeah, that's rough, man. That sucks so much. Anyway, he uh, he he's uh, I I I'll, I'll talk to him about it as well at some point. But he just he man, I, I just feel so bad for the guy because he really did put his heart and soul yeah. into the content he made, and it, it's just upsetting yeah, to me. Yeah, no, that sucks so much, man. Uh, yeah, whenever you just see someone like who like is really good and like is really like dedicated to what they do and really enthusiastic, like passionate about it, and then it's all they you like. YouTube or someone else just like wipes it all they away. Just take it away, um, and they won't even and they won't even tell you what you did wrong. It's yeah. like wow, that's that's cruel. Um, and uh, there's another little little PSA kind of thing here too. Um, there is apparently, and I don't know whether this has been patched in in different stuff, but in Chromium based um browsers, not just browsers, but like web apps, uh, Electron apps, things like that. Um. There is a problem where WebPs can actually execute commands on a on a host machine that is viewing oh. them through a Chromium oh. exploit. Well, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so the the it's and it's just it's just WebPs. It's not like video. Con- I'm trying to find mm-hmm. the piece of this announcement that actually. Uh, um, the breach allows people to remotely send instructions to your PC to have it do shit. Uh, uh, to have it do shit, do not by any means open any videos from Discord, YouTube Music, WhatsApp, Joplin, or GitHub. Place where, where it's like self-hosted content that's not scrubbed as it's re-uploaded. Um, and then uh, there was another individual. This is all from Lo Ping. Lo Ping was the one that uh, that Gaming and Pandas um, was the one that brought this to to my attention by tweeting about it. Um, Someone else uh, had said, um, don't open Twitter or Discord in uh, in app. Uh, try to use Firefox for stuff. The very newest Chromium updates might be safe. Uh, avoid the fuck out of Electron apps, which, yes. Well, I mean, you should do that anyway. But, but um, the main thing is pictures that load. Don't click on anything you don't trust and be extra careful currently with user-generated pictures. So like imager, like places where you, where you people upload user uh, user generated images, especially, but it's web piece in particular. Okay. Um, so yeah, well, that's, that, that's a thing that happened. I just wanted to let people know about that. And again, it might have been patched in the latest version of your browser, whatever Chromium based thing you're using, because you're probably on something Chromium based. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's um it, it it's you know it it could yeah. be a problem. So just be careful. Yeah. 
Well, that's good to know. That's really good to know. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Let's say you come upon a door. Okay? Okay. Let's say you come upon, the, upon a door, and the, the door purports to be locked. Yeah. Okay? You come upon this door, purports yeah. to be locked, and you look around, and you see you're in a normal hallway, right? But this is an exit door there. You're in a normal yeah. hallway. You've got, you know, it's, you got windows. You got four walls. Yeah. You got a ceiling. You got your 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 fire alarm thing. You've got the the yeah. the door there. You got everything around you. What's your next move? Yeah. I'm gonna pull the fuck out of the fire alarm. Oh right, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say too. <laughs> like every normal person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought this was hilarious. It was representative um, uh, representative Bauman. He's under investigation. <laughs> For pulling a fire alarm <laughs> prior to a vote on a budget, a budget of the you know that budget bill that was trying to go through, they're trying to avoid the uh-huh. shutdown, yada yada. Well, that it, before that yeah. vote, he pulls a fire alarm, and the whole building has. To I evacuate. think that's hilarious. I think I think that is so funny. Uh, that is great. Good on him. <laughs> House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called for Representative uh, Jamal Bauman uh, to be punished after he pulled a fire alarm in a Capitol office building on Saturday, comparing it to the January 6th rioters who attacked the building. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. McCarthy- Remember that other time we all had to hide in fear for our lives? Yes, exactly. <laughs> McCarthy went on to say that the ethics committee should take the pulled fire alarm, quote, seriously. Uh, This should not go without punishment, McCarthy said. I'm going to have a discussion with the Democratic leader about it, but this should not go without punishment. This is an embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) Bowman pulled out a statement saying it was unintentional. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. He said Saturday, I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused, but I want to be very clear. This was no, not he, me. <laughs> Do what? He should have just He should have just owned it and said, yeah, I did it. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, I thought it was a, like, I thought it was a be uh, hilarious not even been sorry. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys know me. I'm a prankster. I, you know, I put shaving cream under the handrails on the yeah. stairs and all kinds of shit. <laughs> um, he says, I want to be very clear. This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to the vote, which I ultimately did, and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. Um, there, he's on security doing it. He's on, like, the security video doing it. It's hilarious. <laughs> the picture, p- there's a picture of him doing that it is it is one of the funniest things it's the 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 justification for is like i thought it would open the door and it's like i can understand actually there's a lot of people who are just like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's really not because if you pull a fire alarm the the door should unlock automatically yeah so that nobody's stuck in anywhere like that just kind of makes sense so Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that that's a bad thought process my problem is that Representative Bauman is apparently incapable of thinking past first order effects. 
Because right. yeah, certainly this will just open the door. Nothing else will happen. Yes. It'll just open the door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this will cause the door to unlock. Well, it may do so, but there are other consequences as well to pulling a fire alarm. Specifically, that you set off a yeah. fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's good things that come out of it, too. Like, uh, you know, everyone in Congress running out the door and running out the building, you know, things like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, Just be careful because you may actually do something bad if you do that again, though. But, but, you know, no harm, no foul this time. (laughs) I don't know if he was purposefully trying to delay the vote. I, I don't know. I don't I doubt it. I don't see why he would. But but I, yeah. I do think it's I, I think it's just stupidity. He was. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. God, anyway, I just thought that was funny too. Um and then yeah, there's <laughs> there's like one more newsy news story, and that is that um I think what happened this is what I think happened. You know how I have the theory that in two thousand mm-hmm. and roughly fifteen when they fired up the Large Hadron Collider again, that it pulled the Earth into a parallel timeline, and that's when Trump became president, and that's when all of this stuff started to happen, right? Everything started to... Mm -hmm. Like, like the world got really fucky, and then we had COVID, and then we had... Oh, yeah. Okay. This is what I think happened. I think what happened was that when they fired up the Large Hadron Collider, it pulled the United States back... It, not the United States, they pulled the world generally back to about 1985. Yeah. And the, the Fruit of the Looms cornucopia got dissolved. Everything's messed up. It's, right. Uh, it's all gone. I think it pulled the world back to about 1985, and that's why you have all this stuff with Russia again. That's why you have yep. uh, an actor who was president. That's why you have, like, all of it is explained by it pulled, it pulled the world back to 1985. And one of the things that I think... Yeah really really helps my point okay is that mm-hmm. apparently there's a buildup of serbian troops on the border with kosovo they're like hey what if we did it again <laughs> <laughs> now um what what I, I don't know like this is kind of a it's a it's a it's a thing that, that a lot of people know about but but the there was a, a whole, um, we'll call it a dust-up, it was a war, um, in yeah. Kosovo, in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the, it, it all comes out of when, when uh, the former Yugoslavia just, uh, fell apart, right? Um, yeah. But this is, apparently, I have, this is a story from CNN, the long, uh, the long fractious ties between Kosovo and Serbia are once again on edge. After one of the uh, worst outbreaks of violence in years, the trigger for the latest flare-up was the killing of Kosovar police officer and, and, and an ensuing shootout at a monastery last weekend. The roots of the tensions go back as far as 1990, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the White House is concerned, warning of an unprecedented buildup of advanced Serbian artillery tanks and mechanized infantry units near the Kosovo frontier and calling for an immediate de-escalation. <laughs> so, um, all that's happening is that the world is playing the hits, right? Mm-hmm. From, from like, I, yeah. I would say probably from like 1925 or so yeah. all the way up to like 2000. 
And the world yeah. is just playing the hits and has been for like the last decade and a half, just playing the hits from that period. And the encore is going to suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The encore is just a world war. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right, though. Yeah, we're, it's, it's just happening all again. Like everything is just re- repeating uh, just a little differently a little bit. But, you know, same strokes. That's the thing, and I mean, this is the this is sort of the the uh, you know it, George Lucas. It's like poetry; it rhymes. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> History yeah. doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes, and that's right. that's what's. Uh, that, I mean, that, that it, this is very much just a return to. I'm, I'm I'm so amazed that the 1990s sort of version of foreign policy is making a, a comeback real strong. Um, mm-hmm. like 1980s through 1990s. I mean, where uh, the United States is actively fueling a military engagement with Russia again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the, I think, I think God's out of ideas. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, yeah, play it again, play it again. Yeah, just, we'll it, just do that it. again. Yeah, just roll it back. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 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 just hilarious the way that everything is coming back around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess look for stuff to pop off in Kosovo. I'm, I'm just, ugh. <laughs> uh, and and uh, the United States, last yeah, time that happened, the United States dropped new, a lot of bombs. You know, there's going to be another war. Right. Yeah. At least if there's going to be another war, show me something new, you know, like <laughs> the same old thing. It's boring. Get it out of here. When is the I mean, when's the last time Luxembourg was involved in a military conflict? Get them in the game. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm interested. I want to see. You know what I want to see? I want to see the Vatican. I want to see. I want to see the Vatican in a conflict. Somebody get them. Get them going somewhere. I don't. <laughs> Just. We'll just have a bunch of Warhammer 40k Supermarines uh, out of the Vatican just yes, like, exactly. rolling in. <laughs> That's what I want to say. I want to see something interesting. Not this shit in the fucking Balkans. It's yeah. been happening forever. I'm sick of it. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh wow, Afghanistan's getting invaded again. And daring today, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Russia, oh, oh, look, uh, the United States is tying Russia down in a, in a military conflict. <gasps> Imagine my shock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just can't, I, I don't, I don't, oh, oh, China's, China's trying to redo the, their, their conflict from, from 19, what was it, 1950 with Chiang Kai-shek? Fucking, ugh. It's, it's, this is, I'm bored. I'm bored yeah. that it's all the same shit happening. Yeah. Right. Honestly. See, this, this is the thing, right? This is uh, when the space when the space race died. It people here on Earth got really, really bored. So now they're just repeating stuff they've already done instead mm-hmm. of like conquering other planets. They're like, "Well, we're not going to go to space. So we gotta just like redo everything we've been doing here." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just don't. I just. I just. I. Uh, I. I. I don't understand. I'll, I'll put it this way. I've never really had a grip on mm-hmm. on why all the different ethnic groups in the Balkans hate each other because no. to me they're all the same guy. 
Like, like they all, they, like they, they all seem like the yeah, same guy. Yeah, but they believe very strongly in their beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, um, it's 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 like Palestinians and uh, and Jews in Israel. It's like uh, people mm-hmm. for people who are actually born there, right? It's like you guys are the exact mm-hmm. same ethnicity. <laughs> Like, in fact, you have a lot of the exact same dietary restrictions. Like, you're, you're not that different. <laughs> what are you... Uh, uh, why, why are you fighting? Um, I know it's religion, all this other stuff. I get it. But but still, it's it's it just seems, to me, on the outside looking in, I understand why there would be, like, racial conflicts, right? You look different. I get it. But for people who are effectively the same guy... <laughs> I just, it always just, it always feels petty to me. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, every single faction there that believes so strongly uh, in their superiority. Oh, they fucking hate to each all the other. others. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. hate each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it, honestly, it, it, it would make me laugh if it weren't so, well, just like that, so petty. I don't, I don't really see the, I don't, I don't see the value in these kind of conflicts. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I I like how we're taking the bold stance. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not cool to kill each other because you don't like your neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. Super hot take war. What is it good for? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right, let's restart the call just real quick, um, and then we can talk oh, about okay. something else. All right, welcome back, bud. Um, okay. Uh, yep. Were there any other news stories that you wanted to bring up? Uh, uh, Feinstein died. Oh, Feinstein died. Yeah. Um, and and people. Yeah. There there were people who were saying it's bad to to uh, make fun of her. Yeah. Uh, so I'm of the belief that if you want to, if you're the type of person that where you just do will not speak ill of the dead whatsoever at all consistently, I think that's fine. Like totally I have fine. no problem with that. Um, that's a very consistent belief. I have, again, I have no problem with that. I have a problem when the people who are so adamant about how you should never talk ill of someone, um, who has died don't seem to care about all the horror that person caused all the like bad things they did and they just like excuse it completely um because it's like you know how many politicians that people weep over after they die uh filled graveyards right right (laughs) like uh how many of those people just completely demolished civilizations um and no one seems to care no one seems to care one bit about any of that um, but they immediately will come to their defense when you talk bad about them. Uh, it's very, it seems to me very hypocritical. It's just like, yeah, you just don't care about any of the people that this person harmed. Yeah. Um, again, it's like, if you're consistent about it, where you just won't talk ill of the dead at all, then okay. But that's usually not the case. It's usually not the case. Right. And, and then you outside of that, there's, there's the whole, um, there's this whole sort of, uh, argument that that people were having, where it was just like, uh, well, you know, it, it makes you look infantile, and 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 it makes it's like it's uh, it's uh, it's it's not it's immature, and it's all this other stuff, and it's just like no, Feinstein is in hell, where she belongs. 
<laughs> and I'm happy yeah. about that fact. I think it's good when bad people are no longer around to cause their bad deeds. Yes. You know, it's my hot take there, but that's <laughs> my opinion. Uh, yeah. The, the, I mean, this is the thing. One of the, I did see someone who tweeted something about, uh, about how we got some of the greatest, greatest politician interacting with a firearm uh, images out of Dianne Feinstein, which I think oh, is yeah. true. And I yeah, appreciate yeah. her for that. Um, <laughs> yes. Because yes. when she was trying to interact with an AK, it was like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I also love every time, um, every time some politician dies, there's always those memes of, like, death playing, like, the claw game. Uh, it's like, is Kissinger even in here? Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. I was actually you know? going to bring that up and, and say that as, a, yeah. as most recently... Um, the most recent update from is Henry Kissinger dead yet on Twitter is uh, still no. And that was posted on the 25th of September. Yeah. So I'm going to, to assume that Henry Kissinger is still not dead. Um, so, I mean, yep. you know, it, it's it's maybe it's not happening in the priority. I would like it to. But it, it, at least mm -hmm. at least yeah. these warmongering piece of shit fucking octogenarians are falling dead. Um, yeah. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, but this was one of the, one of the things yeah. that I was saying too, is just like, there's, there's already people who are just like, how, who's going to fill the seat? Who's going to fill the seat? And I've seen some of the names people are mentioning and it's like, Jesus, one fucking, uh, one fucking geriatric moron passes and there's another geriatric moron waiting to fill the seat. Like there's yeah. no, it's, you can't escape yeah. it. I my policy proposal actually is that um, whenever a politician dies, um, we we sit their carcass, uh, their dead body in their seat in Capitol Hill. And then what we essentially do is we brick and mortar the entire uh, congressional building and, and we entomb them. Yes, uh, like the Egyptians. That's a great right? idea. Um, and it's a very uh, nice building to be. So that way they in. can keep the dignity of their office. Yeah. No, it is. And they can keep the dignity of their seat intact through death. Yes. Um, I think this was a way to honor them. Um, I think this is great. Um, and that's what should happen. We, uh, you know, brick and mortar the congressional building. Uh, this is not legal advice for anyone listening. Um, <laughs> it's just what I personally like to dream of. Yeah, that, that would be a, that would be um, not the worst thing if that happened, I think. At least for like the state of the world. Um, yeah. yeah. Fuck these people. Uh, and fuck and fuck them when they die, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with dancing on their fucking graves. Fuck them, they're pieces of shit. They've murdered hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Them. So yes, yeah. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so, I, oh, it's immature. It's immature to talk bad about when somebody. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All right, then I will be a child and have fun and you can go sit there and cry. Have, yeah. have fun. Yeah. You will be Goodbye. sad about the war pig's death. I'm not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, like, man, when, when George Bush kicks the bucket, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to do a, a dance in the street, dude. Oh, man. When he's finally gone, Kissinger's going to be great, too. Oh, man. They, they, but these, I mean, yep. I just don't, I, I don't understand this idea where it's just like, oh, you have to respect them. No, no, they're not respectable no, people. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and there was also there was one more thing I think. Uh, shit, I've forgotten what it was now. There was one more thing that we were going to talk about. Do you remember? Uh, I don't. God damn it. I, I can't recall. I really can't. Um, but yeah. Are you talking about before we get to the big topic? Yeah, we before we get to the big topic. Bef- yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't remember. Also, I, I do want to say, um, I, for whatever reason, I'm lagging a little bit. I'm lagging a little yeah. bit. So there's a little bit of a delay between. Between Dean and I's mics, and Discord changed it now so that I can't see my ping. Uh, so I don't know how badly I'm lagging. Uh, so thank you, Discord. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, take away troubleshooting options. Great. Um, yeah, yeah. I just uh, it's okay though. It's all right. We we can we can we can work through yeah. the delay. It's not a big deal. Um, what I might also do, and this is just, uh, actually, you know what? I think I will do this. And so if you're, if you're listening, um, this is why this is happening. I might go through in any silence that's longer than a certain amount of time, just crunch it. And so, um, mm. what that would do is like for those spaces between where we talk, it would, it would crunch that down. So if the, if the pacing seems a little weird, it's probably cause I did that. Um, okay. Yeah. Just to crunch some of those silences out, some of those longer silences. Uh, which is not a big deal anyway, but, uh, okay. So do you want to just get to the big topic then? Because I've totally forgotten what, uh, sure. Oh, Phantom Liberty. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes. Okay. So I played Phantom Liberty game is good. Um, yeah. did you play cyberpunk? Uh, no, actually, I'm waiting till my PC gets upgraded to play it. I, I was actually very excited uh, for Phantom Liberty coming out. And I was like, well, I'm going to like wait until I get my PC upgraded so I can play this in like the best settings possible. Oh, yeah. Um, and then um, I'm going to like play it through. It'll be great. I was getting playable frame rates, you know, 30 frames a second is playable. Mm-hmm. I was getting playable frame rates um, on my uh, six gig. 1060 like people were really scared mm. about the about the spec requirements for the and i'm on like mostly medium settings but people were really concerned sure. about the about the uh requirements for when phantom liberty came out in 2.0 and all this other stuff and it's like nah, nah game plays okay as long as you're on fast enough storage that's the thing if you're if you're running it off a hard drive you're oh, gonna yeah. have a bad time yeah yeah i yeah i don't recommend playing many games on a hard drive anymore not like, anymore uh, most modern games yeah. yeah, I would drive around the city when I when I had it installed on the hard drive. I would drive around the city after 2.0. I would drive around the city and I would outrun the geometry loading in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, I, I actually fell through. Usually it would be that the geometry was there, but the textures weren't applied yet. So it was like I could ah. see where the road should be, but there was nothing there. I was mm-hmm. just seeing under the city. Um and then eventually I did it for long enough that I just straight outran the geometry and went down under the city and just fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone's been praising uh, Phantom Liberty, uh, the expansion for it. Like uh, people are saying, and that coupled with the 2.0 update together. People yes. People are saying this is just fantastic. Uh, the, the skill system changes, all that stuff from, from mm-hmm. 2.0 is really, really, really good. And 2.0, by the way, was free. People yeah. thought people thought all those changes were going to like cost money. Mm. But they weren't. The only, the only skill change that you have to buy Phantom Liberty for is the Relic Tree. That's the only one that you can't mm, access. Okay. And frankly, it's like it's a nice to have, but it's not that you don't need anything in the relic tree. 
Sure, sure, yeah. And they also added a GTA-style uh, police system as well, which yes. is very cool. The police system um, is much, I, much better than it yeah. was. Yeah. I, I've heard people saying, oh, this is just GTA's police system, but it's like, okay, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? It's they like, should have had GTA's police I, system from the beginning! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, that's what it should it's have like, been if on I, launch. If, <laughs> if I think about an open world system and how police are supposed to react in the in the game world, it's like, yeah, I think of GTA because that just seems logically appropriate for mm-hmm. how what I would expect, you know? Yes, exactly. Uh, they and so that is a great change too. I've had to actively run from the police at times, and and uh, there's also new mechanics that they've added for how you can get away from the police mm-hmm. and lose your stars and stuff, which is actually pretty mm-hmm. cool. But that's part of the, that's something that you get as part of the Phantom Liberty story. So you do have to buy to get that particular item, but you don't need it mm-hmm. to outrun the police. You, you can get away just fine. Um, that's one of the cool things about it is like, there's, there's stuff that's added by the DLC. That's really cool to have, but you do not need it at all to play the game. You could you could do a fresh sure. start playthrough with the new skill system and have a ton of fun and get all the experience out of it without buying the DLC. But the story in the DLC is super fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard, yeah. It's really, really good. The new area's cool, Dogtown's cool, but it's just more Night City, which isn't bad, but it's it is what it is. Um the the and and oh there is one more thing okay you get more jobs from there was a if you remember down around pacifica there is a uh a fixer there named hands and he's like super mysterious and very cool he gets a whole arc in the expansion and hands is now one of my favorite <laughs> characters in cyberpunk he's so cool <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait to play it when I have uh, my PC upgraded and everything. That'll be really, really nice. Oh yeah, man, the Phantom Liberty is great. Uh, if you're if you're somebody who's just like I don't want to play Cyberpunk because it launched broken, that's fair and fine. Totally fair, totally fine. You are missing out. It's a great game. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, it's it is the game that it should have been when it launched. Yeah, which is a good game. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really really good. I had fun yeah. with it on launch, but it ran fine on my system, and I didn't have any of the of the really bad bugs that people had. I know people had a terrible time with it at launch, and and so if you're one of those people, yeah. maybe give it another shot now. And if you've been avoiding it because it launched bad, mm-hmm. the game is done now. You can play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and here's the thing: I think people are really, really open for like people really like the. Like the comeback story of, um, for example, oh, right. what, what was the game um, from Hello Games? The the space game. No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky. Like, people really like the No Man's yeah. Sky comeback story because Hello Games is like the small, scrappy team and they wanted to do all this cool stuff and they just couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. And then Sony told them to release the game and also this stuff. You know, people really like the comeback story of No Man's Sky. It seems to me that people are really way less forgiving of Cyberpunk. Like, taking time to become a good game. Yeah. Which I understand, like, a game should launch finished. But still. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's like, it, I, I'm, I'm totally open yeah. to give Cyberpunk that same space that, that people gave, and that I gave right. Especially, No Man's Sky. Especially since, 
especially since it seems like there was a good it's a good game that was buried under a lot of technical big big technical problems but it yes. was still like something good underneath you know all the all the garbage well uh, the that it launched with i agree with that absolutely it's fundamentally a good game. it was fundamentally a good game when it came out but the problem i think that they ran into was mostly on the publishing side i think the, the publisher told them oh, yeah. to release on last gen consoles and they should have done it and the publisher yes. told them they had to release the game no. before it was ready, and they shouldn't have done it. Um, I think CDPR knew yeah. that it was not as good as it should be, that it wasn't done. And I think CD yep. Projekt told them to release the fucker right the fuck now and make sure it's on last-gen consoles. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure that's happened. Because, like, a lot of games, like, especially when there's, like, a new console generation, a lot of games get really held back. Uh, by la- by being essentially forced to be on last gen by their publisher, and that in a game like Cyberpunk, that is just super detrimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it just it really limits what the game can be. Well, they also, I mean, they couldn't get it running right on those older on those older platforms. Right. They just they just couldn't get it done, yeah. and then they released it anyway. Which here's the thing: yeah. if you want to call it fraud, I actually agree. I, I think that that them releasing mm-hmm. that game on old platforms was fraudulent. They said we're going to release a game that will run and on your platform, and it didn't. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I think it was fraudulent for them to do that. I also don't think that was Red's fault. I think that was on CD Projekt. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um. So, but but anyway, game is good. If you've been avoiding it, play it. It's 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 super playable now. Mm-hmm. The the. I don't know what they've done with some of the like world interaction stuff, but even the world feels a little bit better now. I don't know oh, if they've good. changed some of the NPC behaviors and stuff, but like the world feels better than it did on launch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It still kind of seems like wallpaper in some ways, but, but, but it's, it, it, it does feel more um, engaging now than it did on launch. Sure. Um, okay. Also a really cool story. But Cyberpunk's always had a good story. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is just totally good. Um, so, all right. Uh, we wanted to kind of get through that stuff um, because, honestly, it's kind of a slow news week, and so we were able to give a little bit of a, uh, cover a couple of things, give some updates on some other stuff, and do a couple of PSAs up top, talk about Ross a little bit and stuff like that. But there was something else that we are going to talk about today, and that is we've been talking for a while about sort of having a discussion about, and this is totally informal, just, you know, talking about um, uh, the idea of, and I hesitate to use the term because I think that the term describes something that is technically wrong, um, but the idea of biological determinism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this, this sort of concept, because I think that we disagree to some extent on it. Mm-hmm. And I think it would yeah. be interesting to have uh, that conversation. Uh, it is- yeah, I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, and I think specifically at least... Uh, no, no, you're fine. Uh, it's, the delay's really messing me up sometimes. I apologize. No, it's fine. okay. I'm talking okay. over you. Um, I, so sometimes I think there's... Uh, uh, it's biological determinism, but also I, I, I think at least uh, what we were about to touch on is at least also I... And I think we might disagree here, but I think I'm much more skeptical of the concept of gender, and I'll get into what I mean by that. Um, Ooh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. a really good discussion. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. That's 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 very it's very interesting you say that. Um I do want to say up up top mm. that when I say biological determinism, I don't mean it in the way that um quote unquote biological determinists mean it. Um because they're they've got a whole set of priors that I think are just in incorrect. Um what I mean when I say that is is just just this exactly. And I think just to define the term, I guess, for the purpose of the conversation. I think that on the average, um, and that means, you know, for people in the middle of the bell curve, right? There's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be people who are different. Sure. But at least on the average, particularly between, um, particularly for, for, for human beings, animals generally, right? We have certain things that are born into us and, and developed as part of the evolutionary process of of what we are, the kind of social animal that we are, sure. um, and that those things, on the average, remain true, and they do include things like gender differences and things like that. Again, on the average, and I'm not going to say on the average the entire time because I expect people listening to understand that I mean on the average, generally. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not right. saying every individual must fit this mold. But I think there are certain things yep. that are that are that can be broadly said to be true about human beings of of different characteristics. Um, and by that, I, I, I mean things that are actually biologically uh, important, like things like mm-hmm. uh, physical sex, um, things like, sure. you know, things like that. I'm not talking about fucking race essentialism. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't think race essentialism holds very much water. Um, but 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 I do think there are certain things about the sexes in particular that remain true, even though it's again on the average. I, I think they remain true, and I think they're part of our evolutionary story. And and the reason that those things mm-hmm. exist is part of of the kind of animal that we are, and the environment in which we developed um, into anatomically modern humans. Uh, and so that's what I mean when I say it. I, that's the only prior that I'm bringing to it. And everything else kind sure, of falls okay. out of that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. I see and so, so it's not so much an argument. There's a lot of, like, quote-unquote biological determinism where it's just like, well, women just aren't logical. And it's like, uh, that's not what I mean. <laughs> right. No, no, right. I get you. But yeah, I yeah. do think yeah. men and women value different things. I think men and women look for different things in a partner. I think men and women... And one of the reasons that I care about this, I want to be very clear. One of the reasons that I care about this is not to try and make a point about anyone in particular's nature. One of the reasons that I care about this so much is that I've seen a lot of these red pill, MGTOW, bullshit grifters talking about what women want and talking about how uh-huh. men should act that are totally divorced from the what i believe to be the the, the more human nature of wh- how men should act and what women want you know what i mean oh sure yeah like a lot of the, like the, the MGTOW and the man Manosphere guys will literally they'll describe like the qualities of what a man should be, and it's like very indistinguishable from sociopathy uh, yes. when, they, when they like draw it out. One hundred percent. And they talk about like raising yeah. kids, and like this is how you have to raise boys, and this is how you have to raise girls, and all this. And it's just like you guys are are way overthinking this. There yeah. are some very, I believe that there are some very basic biological differences between men and women that do exist. I think those differences do affect our preferences and our choices. 
I do not think they are gospel, one. And two, I mm-hmm. do not think that any of these red pill grifters are correct. In <laughs> yeah. their I, assumption about what women want and how men should behave. Okay, yeah. I, I think for, uh, for me personally, I, I think that... I, so I actually, I don't disagree too much with what you said. I think that uh, there are, like, to me, it's... It's more so like what determine, right? So the idea of like what determines what you like to me, I don't put a lot of strength, too much value on it. Like it's interesting. Like, like, is it a genetic or is it environmental? That type of thing, right? Like, you know, what causes it? Sure. In some sense, even environmental things are have some genetic component because your ge- genetics like predetermine the outcomes of environmental factors, right? Like, right. Your, yeah, like how, how the environment would affect you specifically, you know, things like that. Um. But I think um, I, I I would argue that what nature like when, when people talk about natural, which is a very very loaded term, uh, extremely loaded. Um, but when people talk talk about things that are natural, right? I I I try to be as like general as possible when I talk about like nature, unless I unless I you know am specifically trying to like focus in on one specific aspect. But when I talk about something being natural. Uh, like when we're talking about like human beings, right? When we're talking about the people's nature, I I regard nature as essentially giving us capacities. Um, so mm-hmm. like nature offers us all capacities, um, and it, whether there is a certain you know how much you know your biology or like genetics determines your actual value set or your value structure of the human being um, based on that biology, I personally don't know. So I'm not really going to argue that right sure. I, I truly don't know um, um but i i think that from the way i see it i think that and again you as you said you're talking averages you're not you're not saying every single person and i think that's like always very important to um to keep in mind but yes. I, I think more I, I i am more of the belief that a lot of the preferences that people claim are masculine or feminine I do tend to think a lot of those are socially constructed or or if not socially constructed, I think they are uh, like socially enforced in some sense more than they naturally would be. And an example of this would be, for example, um, if you're a man, essentially in the like uh, throughout time, right, people the people will often like divide virtue into like feminine virtue versus masculine virtue. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm very skeptical specifically. Specifically of that distinction. I, I don't everything. see very much um, value in that, that distinction either. Yeah. So when I when I'm talk, talking about this, I'm specifically like when they say, well, you know, if, if someone says, well, you're a man, so, you know, you should be honorable. It's like, OK, well, I agree you should be honorable, but I don't think that being a man has any effect whatsoever on whether you should or shouldn't be honorable, you know, right. or like there are certain like virtues. I think, I think if a, if a female or a male displayed that, uh, like if a, because I think the division between like a masculine virtue is just complete social fabrication uh, or feminine virtue or something like that. I think if it's a virtue, it's a virtue. And if it's not, it's not. And I don't see a distinction person between those two things. I, I, I um, agree with you on so that. I don't think there's very much value in or any value really at all in, in, in splitting those things. But part of that, though, comes from the fact that I think both of us are are deontologists. And, and so that any any moral right. rule, any anything that is considered to be good 
uh, morally or virtuous uh, must be universal. And so this idea that there are different things for men and women that are good and virtuous is is ridiculous. Just as a as yeah. just as one of I think a prior that we share that that moral expectations and and that which is moral must be universalizable. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that for like it, like to me, and I don't know actually how much of a disagreement we'll actually have on this, but um, it, it'll be interesting nonetheless. Where I I don't think think that personally like whether like you know because there's always been studies like you know um you know do you, like uh, female babies like prefer the color pink uh versus do male babies prefer the color blue just naturally right without any sort of like social and in, like indoctrination yeah. like right? <laughs> there's always been studies like that things like that right um, but also from what i understand pink was actually considered a masculine color it was uh, long ago and blue was feminine yes um, so yeah. so especially the, like powder yeah, blue yeah. powder blue still comes off to me as feminine i don't know why that got assigned to boys like it still feels kind of feminine to me i don't know it just it just feels that way i don't i don't appreciate this idea why not why not just like you know tribal flames that's the boys color <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I, like i don't deny like you know obviously biological differences sure, uh, between sure. men and women but i think sort of like the social standards that are like built around them like built around biological uh foundations i think are very uh suspect in in my view um i i think the idea that specifically i i'm i'm very cautious about when people try to prescribe certain roles for people in society about well you're a man so your role is this or you're a woman so your role is this i am i'm extremely skeptical of that yes yes Um, i i would i would agree with that as as proscriptive right or or rather prescriptive i i would agree with that as like as like you are therefore you must right I, I think that's wrong. Right. Um, I do think there are certain yeah, so things like, that like, are yeah. like as far as 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 far as capacity or propensity goes. I think that there are certain things that can be truly said to be like women and men are better at these things than each other. Like there's there are those. I, I do think those differences exist. Sure. I don't think that that means they must do oh, those yeah. things. Right. In the, well, in the same way, right? Uh, you, you, there's things you're better at than I am, uh, but that doesn't it doesn't necessarily tell me anything prescriptively, right? You right. know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. Like you can say, like it doesn't. So in the same way that, like as you said, like um, or going back to what I said about like capacities, right? Obviously, women have childbearing capacities that men do not, um, but that doesn't necessarily imply anything. It's just the capacity, I think. Yes. Uh, and it, you know, if you want to say, well, you know, uh, uh, maybe it makes more sense if, you know, uh, people who have these capacities are in these roles or people and if people have these capacities are in these roles, uh, you can make that argument. But it's not a prescriptive argument from the start without anything else to build it up. Right. It's right. not like, well, you are. this, So therefore, you should do this. Um, it, it, that's the type of um, thinking that I'm uh, heavily skeptical of. And in my view, I, I do think socially, uh, I do, I do actually believe socially that um, it is that it, the society in general would be a better place 
if you there was not some type of constructed role for people at the outset right and i know the arguments against this are well you know this this helps give people a, a guiding way of what to do and you know fair but i i, I still think that it i i think that there's something to me at least a little bit i i, I don't know how to describe the word icky isn't really the right word but it, it's uncomfortable a little bit when i see people growing up thinking they have to conform to a certain standard because they are a man or a woman or a boy or girl. Uh, Yes. And Um, and I, I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think that, I think that it works both ways though, too. I think that it works in two directions. So there's, there's the sort of the idea of a more like, like traditional, right. Kind of social expectation. You have this, Mm -hmm. this idea of, let's just say, um, let's just take the, the, the sort of classic man is provider, woman is homemaker. Okay. Um, you have those social expectations that then people feel the need to rebel against. And, and people feel mm-hmm. the need to rebel against this idea of, for example, uh, I'll just take the sort of the way that the late second waivers responded to the idea of woman as homemaker, where they just started rebelling against it actively and, and making people feel bad for taking on that role. When, oh, um, sure. when, when, if I think, I agree. Yeah. and this is one of the things that I think is true on the average, I think on the average, women are happier in that role. And so the idea that when when you when you kind of force people socially to rebel against something that they may actually be drawn to as a as a as a sort of matter of 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 nature in that way, mm-hmm. you actively harm that person. And yeah. I think that but I also think that that harm would not occur if you didn't try so hard to enforce them socially. I think I think the way yes. the chips fall naturally might even look like the way that people want to force things to be socially, but but they they enforcing it you then turn it into something that can be rebelled against and and you yes. you start causing I, problems. I 100% agree, right? It's like you there's a problem but then the reaction the being reactionary about it is also another problem uh rather than like just taking like in some sense the yeah correct middle road which is to say <laughs> maybe you just shouldn't like uh goad people socially into thinking that they have to be do these things or they're bad people yeah uh you know that type of thing or they're you know freaks or outliers or something like that it's like no just let people be who they feel they are you know obviously as long as they're not you know psychopaths or something like that uh, you know but you know you know what i mean like as long as like any type of like you know if people just uh find that hey this isn't for me i don't want to do this great if you're like well actually i do want this great that you know Right. It goes both ways, as you said. It's like, yeah, uh, both these things should be. Uh, I'm I'm just skeptical of like any type of promotion that, as you said, you should or like you should do this or else it's bad for society or something like that if you don't. Or, you know, putting all this like weight on some kids shoulders when they're growing up or something. I agree. They have to perform like meet these standards when they may not want to. I think that's wrong personally. And I, I think I've, also, I've heard from women uh, who were made to you know, feel bad by but, their feminist mothers because they wanted to like have kids and be a homemaker. And it's like, why? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, why would you put wrong. that on a child? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, for me, I'm not picking teams 
they're right. It's obviously like if if some feminist does that and makes their kid feel bad, that's awful. If some like conservative social conservative says, well, they have to be like a homemaker or their responsibility is to be like a, a mother and a homemaker. I think that's also bad, too, actually. Yes. Yeah. I think you should just let people find out what who they are and what they want to be themselves. Gravitate naturally toward um, what they want. And, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I do, th- but I do um, think that. that so I, I, I think. I'm uh, sorry. Continue. Know, yeah. My bad. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was go just ahead. gonna say I, I do think that those things will naturally fall into a certain kind of average of like breakdown of things like that. Like this idea that the idea of gender yeah. roles, uh, like just like prescriptively, I disagree with. Descriptively, I I think mm-hmm. there's something there, and I I think there's something actually very valuable there. And I think this is one of the things that the the these fucking masculinity grifters are are totally off the fucking rails about is that they they cannot figure out how to serve what they see to be their sort of natural position and this is true for the ones that are actually well-intentioned there are a lot of those guys that are just pieces of shit uh you know guys like bronca right who are just bitter and dumb (laughs) um but but and just, you know, go and attack women for no fucking reason. Like, she didn't fucking say anything. Yeah. Um, but there's, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, it, like, social problems that arise when people take, take that idea of those gender roles. Um, and, mm-hmm. and rather than keeping them descriptive, they try to make them prescriptive. I think that's a problem, but I think it's also a problem to respond to that by yeah. saying, well, they're not descriptive either. And it's like, well, no, they, they are. I, I think there is something to be said for the idea that just like this with the, the idea of man as provider, right? Economically, it's not really viable for most people. But I think that mm-hmm. naturally, that is... Uh, that is quote unquote the man's role, right? This is this is sort of I, your yeah, job I, as a guy. Does that make sense? I think that there's certain things we can say. Yeah, I think there's certain things we can say on a biological level, right? Like biologically, it obviously makes more sense for like like if you're talking about just purely on a genetic framework of like a, based on capacities, right? Uh, it obviously would make more sense for someone who has the capacity because obviously like um if you're uh, you know a mother if you have a, a child or you're, tra- in, you're like um you know you're pregnant or something uh th- there's obviously going to be limitations on what you can achieve in that state right yes. um uh and whereas those limitations aren't as present uh, uh necessarily not necessarily at least uh in a uh in a man so obviously yeah you can say that there's like biological like strengths and weaknesses um, but I, I think it end, has to end there. And once you start going into the realm of prescription, that's when things start getting a bit um, dubious for me. I know. Um, I, I, I would uh, say so, too. But this is the thing, too. Like, my, my thing is I don't have there are a lot of people that would have a problem with trying to talk about what falls out from that. Right. Like, what? OK, so let's say that mm-hmm. let's say that there is a sort of natural inclination for male as provider. OK, let's say that that exists. Sure. W- what then? falls out from that evolutionarily as far as uh, mating preferences in women. What might that cause? You know what I mean? And people get real fucking skeeved mm-hmm. out when you start having that conversation. But to me, that's the important part of the conversation. The, the, and, and, and 
it's important to have that conversation and contrast it with the economic reality. I mean, you have all these stories that are constantly coming out about how women are miserable and they're, they're, they're looking for a man who makes more than them, but they're making $90,000 a year. There's no man that makes more than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there, like there's, there's all these stories about how all this is coming out. Our natural sort of incl- inclinations, I believe are clashing against the economic reality of our system. And it's causing people to be miserable because they can't find what they're looking for. They can't, they can't get their needs met um, in those symbolic ways that, that kind of matter uh, to people. Like, you know, that idea that like, well, he's got to make, he has to make more money than me. Well, I mean, we, we're living in an economy where that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But people are still I, looking I'm, for those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not going to deny that that's like a reality. I, I am a bit skeptical about how much, like, how much that manifests in a conscious way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think, I think this is all operating biological. on the firmware level, dude. I think this is all lizard brain. Yeah, I, and I think I. So I'm again. I, I'm not going to deny that. Obviously, I'm not denying that. You know, subconscious things exist, and, and like you know, biological urges. Exist. Obviously, but I, I am I'm always a bit skeptical of appealing to them because they appear, at least in my view, almost every subconscious appeal is unfalsifiable. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm not again, I'm not saying they don't exist and I, I'm not even saying that it wouldn't have explanatory power, but I, I'm I'm skeptical of appealing to that when I'm talking to a human being. I, I think it's like. And I'm not saying you're doing this, by the way. I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying you're doing this, but I know that there are people out there who will do this. Who they'll talk. A person will be talking to them, and then they'll just be psychoanalyzing everything they're saying away and being like, "Oh, well, actually, they're subconsciously." This, yeah, this, and yeah. This. No, and won't take anybody out like their word. Constantly stuff. looking for whatever's under the yes. surface. That's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I, again, I, I think that. I, I'm not disagreeing necessarily. I'm not saying that there's not not there. Um, but I, I think that um, I, I think I'm not sure how many. And again, I don't have the statistics for this, so I, I actually can't say. I'm just like kind of pondering it as we're as we're going. I, I'm not sure how many like women specifically hold that is like the highest value or the most necessary value, which is like income. You know, I'm sure that I'm not, I'm not saying it no, isn't. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. I, I don't I'm mean not to say sure that. how much yeah. important is actually on it. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I don't mean to say that this is something that's universally considered to be the most important thing, but I will say for things like, I, I um, I will say that it, it does have an effect broadly. Like where, like when you're, it's, it's sort of a, a, all other things definitely aren't equal. You know what I mean? Type of thing where it's like, it's one of many factors sure. that, that I think affects things and it matters more and less to different people. But I think there's always some sort of underlying aspect of it there. Like, I think, I think this is one of the things that, again, this is one of the things that I will just say is true. Right. And that's of course talking about averages and stuff. But I, I think one of the things that is true is that a woman has a hard time respecting a man who doesn't work. I think I think a woman has a hard time respecting a man who's not working. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's because of the symbolic nature of that provider role that that I, I think women feel unfulfilled, unstable. I think I think what matters to men, I think what matters to women is this. 
And I'm not, I don't want to say this and, and have anybody take it to heart as if it's gospel, because I'm just theorizing here. I'm not fucking red pill masculinity grifter guy. In fact, I think those, those dudes get it wrong all the time. Almost everything they say is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my personal theory is that men want, or, or rather that, that women want security above all else. And um, men do not care so much about that. I think men are, are concerned with other things. But I think the core of sort of this, the, the, what I would describe as an epidemic of, of women who feel unfulfilled and unhappy is because of a, a degree of insecurity that they're facing. Um, being, mm-hmm. being totally independent alone, having to make their own money, doing all the stuff that, that I, I think it causes a feeling of insecurity that is going to make women in particular unhappy. I think men aren't made so unhappy by insecurity, but mm. I, I do think that I, I, I think this is sort of a core desire that separates men from women is, is that is that women want security. If you can provide security. That that's that's you know a roof over the head, or whether it reveals itself more emotionally, or whether it veal, reveals itself physically, where it's like you know maybe a woman really wants a strong guy, so she feels physically secure. Um, whichever one of those things matters more to a different woman, I mean it's whatever. But ultimately, I think the descriptive word is security, and um, mm. and I think that men, I I don't fucking hear these red pill guys ever say that word. I never hear them say it and it bugs me. You know what I mean? Like it really, really, really fucking bothers me because I think that women, women want that. That's what they want. And I think it kind of begins and ends there. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that's the the greatest descriptor of what it is that you can provide a woman that will make her happy is security. And there's all the other stuff around it. There's love and all this other, all this other, whatever, but all that, all that's important. But it's not the core issue. I think it's not the core issue that causes divorce. I think it's not the core issue that causes people to feel uh, to feel unloved and unhappy in their relationship. I think it's I think it's fucking security, man. How how are you making her feel insecure? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I I don't know because I like I'm not again I I don't make this a come across as a disagreement. I'm just saying. I, that's I, I don't know right i'm not saying i disagree i'm just saying that i, I think that could be very more likely um i also i i'm less comfortable saying and i i know you you qualified it with the average so you're not saying for everyone right yeah but i i i think i'm just probably less confident uh trying to say what other people uh might desire and i'm I, and you may be right i'm not even saying you're wrong i'm just saying that i'm uh, i'm less cool I feel less qualified doing it, I guess. I understand that. And, and here's the thing. That's a totally fair take. There's nothing unfair about that. Um, what, what bothers me is that I feel as though socially people are so reticent to, um, to try and pick, things, pick these things apart. I don't, I don't, of course, I think I'm right. Sure. You know what I mean? But I'm not, I'm not married sure. to, I don't think I'm, I don't, I'm not going to be an asshole if somebody can prove me wrong. I, I'm, prove me wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, sure. um, I I do think that people are so reticent to talk about these things that the only um the only people who are out there saying anything about it 
are these guys who I think fundamentally do not, quote-unquote, understand women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I, I also think um, another uh, part of this is that, and I'm not trying to like devalue anything you said when I say this, but I, I think it's almost, it kind of doesn't matter if, if as long as the society you're, we're, we're talking about this in is like, pluralistic and, and what i mean by that is they're they're yeah. open to anyone like pursuing their own type of like lifestyle that type of thing right mm -hmm. if it's pluralistic in that sense then whatever whatever makes people happy for whatever reason uh, like in a relationship it's going to just gravitate towards that naturally right yes uh, so like even the, even no matter what the underlying motivation is no matter what um is happening as long as people don't feel goaded or like uh, they feel like they're a socially bad person if they deviate or something like that, uh, then it's just it, things are just going to happen naturally and we can see a more naturalized spread. Because obviously, you know, um, uh, if people feel like if people grow up in a certain society and they feel like they have to conform one way or the other, you're going to see a lot of people conform, obviously, but you don't know if that's truly what they want. And that could account for a lot of very unhappy people yes. um, as well. Because they just don't, you know, they're, they're living a life. They feel like they have to, or they should, but they don't want to. Yes. Um, I, I, uh, so I, I think yeah, I feel the exact same. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it mostly is the prescription side. Um, I, I, I do have some skepticism to the descriptive arguments, but not as much, not nearly as much as the prescriptive, uh, gender norm normativity. Um, uh, such as like, you know, like for me, I guess this is where like my Kantian liberalism comes out a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, I do think like when people frame it in a way where it's like, uh, you know, society uh, expects you uh, as a woman or a man to be X, Y, or Z. I feel like that you you were you were practically treating a person as a mere means to the society, yes. like a cog in society's wheel. <clears throat> That's what it comes across to me as. Yes, um, and I think a lot of these people. Uh, like talk about it as if you know it, it strikes me the same way is when people say like people there's a, a way you can say that hey you know maybe you know having good having kids is a good thing right i'll totally accept that argument but when people say we need to have kids because the birth rate is falling it's right. like hold, hold on hang on now hold on uh, it's like you may be perfectly intentional mentioned and maybe it, it, you didn't mean for it to come across that way but it comes across as if we need yes. to do this so we can meet our number quota <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> you know? it's, it's a it's, and, it's uh, a it's a consequentialist um, argument yeah. yes it's a it's a consequentialist argument it fundamentally uh reduces like you said it fundamentally reduces a person to a means to an end where it's like it's, uh, you need to have children yeah. not because not because I'm presenting an argument that it will make you happy, not because I can present an argument that it is valuable for you to do that, not because I'm 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 even yeah. presenting an argument that that this is something that uh, I think uh, that I can I can convincingly argue is missing in your life or whatever, but because mm -hmm. uh, I want a certain like you said a certain quota. And it just doesn't, it, I, yeah. it, I think not only yeah. do I find that totally unconvincing, but I also find it to be very, um, well, I mean, you, you, you use the word icky. I think it's true. And that it's because it's, yeah. it's a totally utilitarian reason to try and make somebody do something or talk somebody into yes. doing something. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I feel the exact same way about like, as you said, like prescriptive gender roles, like, well, uh, you as a person, society you as a man owe society something or you as a woman owe society something 
example, like people, the people who would will like uh, straight up tell a woman to her face, like you're a woman. And there are not many people like this, but there are certainly people in like the manosphere side who are, who will be just like you're a woman, and you, therefore your job is to produce children. Uh, though that's just like a disgusting statement to me, uh, because it's not uh, again. It's it's not a descriptive statement. They're saying that it is wrong for you. You did not do this. Um, it would be wrong of you for for you not. To do well, this. it's you a know, reduction. Like it's a reduction uh, of a person down to a a genetic purpose. It's it's it, it reduces right, them yes. down to exact to just like uh, the selfish gene, where it's just like your whole job it's, is to fulfill the selfish the the what's described in the selfish gene and it's very funny that that would come from traditionally yes, trad right. and and like religious people but that's what they're arguing oh, right exactly yeah that's exactly true right because it, it very much does come down to this very like materialist biological uh, reduct- reductivism where it's like um uh yeah it's just as you said right like i i i, I i've had arguments with people before right i make a very similar point where it's like your genes have a purpose. Um, you know, they have their own type of driving purpose, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean, and you know, you are made up of genes. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are equal to your genes purpose. So just because your genes may have a purpose to, you know, uh, act in certain ways, it doesn't mean that that is your purpose. Well, the uh, concept that, you know, that a human being is fundamentally of, no more than the sum of their parts is an incredibly materialistic view. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's 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 the logical conclusion of just like vulgar materialism, right? Yeah, You're just a materialist through and through. That kind of has to be your um, your you know uh, that that just has to be the logical conclusion in some way. But actually, you know what? Uh, in some ways, uh, I, I I would say that. But actually, thinking more on it, even if you are strictly a materialist um, and you are just the, the sum of your genes, even then. It strikes me as like a, a fallacy of composition because just because something is true of the the parts doesn't mean it's necessarily true of the whole. Yes. Um, so even then, there's still wiggle room to say maybe not. <laughs> um, right. Well, it, it's, it's like it's it's conceptually but, but yeah, like an engine, right? Like if you take if you take a single part of an engine, yeah. right? If you take take say the piston mm-hmm. out of an engine, the piston can't produce power. Yeah. You know what I mean. Right. Like like but but if you put it together with the rest of the engine, it can produce power. All these all these right. individual molecules of 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 let's say steel, let's say the whole engine's made out of steel, right? Yeah. If you have that your your entire um every every individual atom of that steel cannot produce power. But put together in that way, they can. And and that, that's yes. sort of sort of the right. way that I see like almost the 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 quote unquote transcendental nature of human beings is like we have all these different pieces to us right but but mm-hmm. you put all those pieces together in this form that we call a human and it can do things that the pieces just can't it can it can do things and want things and think right. things it's, that the pieces don't it's like a chorus a harmony right right no one piece of like uh, music or something will produce the the full outcome of everything else right Right. like no even if you took each piece individually and played it it's not going to be the same as if they're all playing in unison right and that's that's something that i think is i i think that's something that's absolutely true my my argument for um at least attempting to and i say attempting to because you're right it is ultimately unfalsifiable this lizard brain shit is totally unfalsifiable Mm -hmm. but 
my argument for why it's valuable to at least try and parse these things is because eventually I, I think I think there are certain things that are broadly applicable descriptively that ignoring or otherwise attempting to uh attempting to undermine the value of causes problems i think i think the the sort of mm-hmm. social the we we live in in sort of an era where it's there's a social unacceptability to um talking about the like just like that what what do what are women looking for in a man right you got all these lonely guys out there and all these red pill dudes tell them to buy a bugatti mm-hmm. and nobody's fucking asking the question what is a woman looking for what what do you not have that a woman wants you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and sure. those are those i think are the important questions <laughs> that 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 in that, at least in that sort of, in, in thinking about those particular problems, you know, Shu made the video about the male loneliness epidemic and all that stuff. In thinking about those problems, you have to, to ask these questions. And, and I think the social reticence to do that is damaging oh, sure. because even if somebody's wrong, even if I'm fucking wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, someone can come along and say, no, you're wrong because this is the reality of it. And maybe they're right. But nobody's having that conversation. No, nobody is, is seriously yeah. having that conversation. Right. Even if you don't know the answer, it's good to have the right question. Exactly. Exactly. And it's important to try and track right. that and, and to try and chase that down. Um, especially when you have all of these other social conditions that are causing, um, I think, that are causing real problems. I, I, I think you're having a, a, this, this male loneliness epidemic and stuff like that because... We won't ask these questions. I think you're having, um, I think you're having some of these issues with, uh, I mean, f- fucking birth rates because we're not asking these questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, sure. and it's, and I see asking these questions as a means and, and attempting to answer them at least as, as how, I mean, people are trying to solve for X without, without, um, without actually giving anyone the equation. Sure. And it, it just, it, it, it blows my mind. And, and it's one of the reasons that I think that people are, are becoming, or, or people need to become, less frightened of this idea of talking about, well, how are men and women different? Fundamentally, mm-hmm. how are we different? You know what I mean? What are we, what are we looking for? What do we need? What are, we, what are our needs that exist in us biologically? Sure. And and I think there's a the, yeah, I, attempting to attempting to you know put that stuff under the rug and it's just oh no men and women are, are fundamentally the same uh, I, I mean look we're fundamentally human but we're not fundamentally the mm-hmm. same I think I think we're fundamentally very different creatures and and that that those differences are important I I think I probably would be more on the environmental side of that probably because I I do think the a, a person's needs actually are highly defined by their childhood upbringing, uh, probably more than most things, actually. Um, I, I think that is probably, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that there aren't any biological differences in terms of, like, what someone needs, but I think that uh, the the childhood upbringing of a person um, is probably more, going to be more indicative, I, I, in my view, 
than uh, necessarily biology. And I don't think that there's no there's no truth to the biological angle, of course. But I think that, like, obviously, how how much someone what needs security is often often determined by you know uh, things that happened in their childhood. Okay, I could I could see that. I could see that. <sighs> hmm. But it's one of those things that I just I think, you know. Yeah. I, I think there's I, I think there is a uh, I, I think there's an evolutionary purpose though to these things. Does that make sense? Um, I'm less on the oh, environmental sure. side. Yeah. I'm I'm more on the side of like like people are people have a people as animals, right? I, I mean, we're human beings as as animals. There's something mm-hmm. in us. Yeah, I, that, I don't think we're blank slates. I, I want to be clear. I don't think we're blank. Oh slates. no, I, I'm not. I don't. I I don't. I didn't think that's what you were arguing. So I, I yeah, I, yeah yeah. I, I do think there's something in us that 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 reveals itself in those preferences and reveals itself in this thing that's like and i think it does operate to some extent subconsciously but oh sure having for example like i was talking to my dad one time about about um about the way that he had seen um like other guys right the ways that their relationships like had fallen apart and stuff like that. And, and, and one of the things that was super common was that, like, he wasn't working. Like, the, 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 he, he wasn't bringing that to the table. And, and it's the idea of, of, sure. of like, well, that's, I mean, if that, if that is a pattern, and I think it is probably true that, that women generally have a, have a hard time respecting a man who's not, you know, working. Uh, not, not, I don't even necessarily mean, like, gainful employment. I mean, like, Hell, is he building a shed in the backyard instead of going to work at the Wendy's? Fine. Like, you know, but just doing something. You know what I mean? That that's productive. Mm-hmm. Um sure. I, I I think that's one of those and I think it points to that. I think it points to that idea that like like there there are things that we desire on a very basic level that are ignored broadly. And there are things that we desire on a very basic level that People have a hard time breaking down, especially when they're embittered. Oh, sure. And that's and that's one of the reasons that I don't like these fucking manosphere guys is that they're all bitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. They're they are a bunch of uh, joyless motherfuckers. Uh, they, right. They do not. Uh, yeah. I I also do do want to say. Um, they uh when i said something it's unfalsifiable i want uh, people listening to understand i'm not saying it's wrong something that's unfalsifiable can be correct like a claim that's unfalsifiable can be correct right but there's just no way to test it against it well yes yeah yeah Yeah. there's just no way to test against it and and so it's it's one of those things i think and again that's why i think the conversation is so valuable because because and, and why i think it's a a a a fault in society that we're not having the conversation more is because it, because it's something that's unfalsifiable a question like that um not only the question of like do we have these sort of innate needs which i think the answer is yes but not even just that but also what they are right it, all we can do to come to mm-hmm. a conclusion on that is argue about it that's all we can do because there is no right, exactly. way to test yeah. those things, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right, and it also, you know, and again, I don't want to. I'm not coming at this as saying that you're wrong because I have no, like, I don't have actually hard evidence to say you're wrong. But another case could also be made that you know a lot of uh, you know the the trends you see 
um, are ingrained in men and women due to societal standards that they grew up believing. That's also one possibility. That's not to discount the biological argument, but it may strengthen it. It may strengthen that, like in, that, you know, that um, thought, right. thought process that one may have in one direction or another, given the social standards of of things. Right. Uh, so that innate standard may be there, but it may be more prominent due to the social conditioning. Yes, uh, I, I would uh, I would agree with that. And I, I think and that's one of the reasons that I think the prescriptive side of it is so bad is because if you take something that is ultimately, yeah. let's just say, right, let's say, <laughs> okay, sure. that the most, um, we'll say, true to nature, right, version of mm-hmm. a, a uh, of, of human living, okay, let's just say mm-hmm. that that is uh, a childbearing, homemaking woman and a dude who provides, right? Let's just say it's that. Mm-hmm, sure. um, I'm not. Uh, I'm sure. not 100% convinced of that either. But not not to that level of specificity. Mm-hmm. But let's just say that's the case. When you try to sure, sure. make that a prescriptive requirement, when you try to say that, well, that is what must occur. That's how you get the sort of uh, the the revolt against those things that ultimately causes more damage. Allowing that, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, allowing that to happen naturally, rather than attempting to enforce it, is, is, right. is so, so harmful. There's, there's, um, yeah. you can look on, I think it's what gives rise to people like Pearl, right? Who say you have, a, you have mm. a, a generation of women who say, well, it's your job to buck this role. And it's like, well, I mean, that's just giving them another role, though. It's and, just reaction all the way down. Exactly. It's all reactionary. It's all reactionary. And and it it, it just really, really, really bugs me fundamentally that yeah. that has coincided with this idea that we have to erase or somehow stop looking for those differences between men and women. That that mm-hmm. those that they don't really exist, right? That they're they're fictional. There's the imagination, right? You just you just you just think that that's the way it is. Um, because I, I, I do think that's fundamentally wrong. Even even if, and I'll allow room right for for this idea of just of of that. Like I said, I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. Sure. I mean, hell, it could be a hundred percent environmental, oh, yeah. and the tabula rasa people could be right. But yeah, I mean, neither of us know for certain, right? <laughs> right like, exactly. Uh, so. But I I just think it's so fucking damaging, and I, I think people are so unhappy. This is something that I've been thinking a lot about the way that it feels to just live in the world right now. Just like the way that it feels walking around the tone of the world. Mm -hmm. And everyone is fucking mad, dude. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, going back to what I was saying, uh, like originally why what I mean by like gender uh, skepticism, and it really is more on the prescriptive side of things. Mm -hmm. It's more like I think the world would be a better place if people just allowed individual human beings to decide what they naturally wanted. And just allow them to go into those roles naturally and not prescribe a single goddamn thing to them right. about like what is the correct way to live. If they can find a you know a partner uh that they that they vibe with and it just works for them, it works for them. Uh and your no one else's opinions should matter. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 
I agree with that. I, I think there are, I think there are like there are yeah. there are private judgment. Uh, for example, um, Lady Jane and I have had conversations about after we you know observe someone else's relationship, mm-hmm. and and it it seems dysfunctional to us, and so we'll have a conversation about like what is sure. it that we think they're doing wrong? What 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 is it that they're that they're not? What is it about themselves that they're denying? What is it about oh, about sure. the relationship that they're denying? What what is what is happening here that's causing this dysfunction? We have those conversations. We don't fucking walk up sure. to them and say, "Hey, here's what you're here's how you're fucking up, bud." Um, like, we don't fucking oh, do sure. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean by saying like, if it works for them, it works for them. You know what I mean? If it doesn't, well, then yeah, obviously, you know, there's things you know you can analyze and look at. Per, you know potential problems but like right if two people can make it work however they make it work then you know whatever <laughs> yeah um and i just think like a, a more pluralistic world where people uh feel free to just like be whoever they want to be you know uh, within the confines of certain things like you know don't be a mass murderer or a rapist or something like that but you right. know uh, within uh within confines like that uh you know be an honorable person stuff like that but you know however like you want to like orient yourself um specifically uh it's like yeah i i i think it the, everything would just be better if everyone just treated each person as an individual and not like uh every time a person a human being is born you look and decide what you you know you see um well are they are they male or are they female and then you set out their life path to them or something yes, like that yes uh, i think i think that's just like what i'm fundamentally against Yes, I agree with that. I think that's I think that's just wrong to do because it's it's as you as you said it's 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 treating someone as a means toward your own end, whatever an end that you yes, value yeah. that they may not. Yes, exactly. I just I I find yeah. myself I find uh, so that, myself that's kind of like yeah yeah no I'm sorry go ahead sorry go ahead it's kind of my like, internet no 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 my inter- no no my internet was kind of it's just something that I find to be um, uh, very, very bothersome is this idea that we can't like talk about this stuff. And it was, it was funny because I was mm-hmm. reading, um, I was reading Camille Paglia and uh, there's a, there's one section of people who know that name just rolled their eyes and the other section went, woo. Um, I was, <laughs> I was reading Camille Paglia and, and I, 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 I was talking to actually my mom about it. And I said, you know, I, I think, I think she's got great ideas generally about about sort of the way that people are more naturally, but I think that she doesn't really understand men at all, which m- makes a certain amount of mm. sense because why would she, right? But mm. uh there's she says things about dudes that I think are just not accurate to our motivations or our nature. Um but in any case, I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm reading this and I'm like, why, why is nobody talking about this anymore? This is so verboten sure. now. This trying to have a conversation about like, what is our nature? What are we as, 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 mm-hmm. as men and women? What are we as human beings? What, what are the, what, what are the parts of us that m- make us want to do stuff? Is it genetic? Is it environmental? Is it, in, I mean, right. There's been, there were people who were having uh, conversations about, I mean, if you remember, and this theory has actually gotten more sort of support now recently, but if you remember the early reactions that people were having to the idea that a person's sexuality may be determined based upon the hormones that they are exposed to in the womb, like mm-hmm. the, and, and in what proportions. 
And this this idea has gotten a lot more support recently because it seems that it it actually might be true, um, at least for to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but that was something that got so much pushback because it's like there's no. There's, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? It's not like like almost as if if you find a reason for something, the thing becomes invalid. Does that make sense? Like right, yeah, right, right, right. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, so for me, I, I I agree with what you're. I agree with like the point you're raising here. I for me, it's like it doesn't in like if let's say right. So obviously, like I like ice cream, right? Why I like ice cream is completely irrelevant to me. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Uh, like, if you if you told me if someone came up to me and told me, well, you like ice cream because these neurons in your brain are like you know uh, linked in the way and fires, and the other one fires when you eat ice cream, and that's the causal cause effect relationship there. It's like great. Don't care. That added nothing. Yeah, right. Uh, to me, knowing still, that adds nothing. I still nothing just like the ice cream. Experience. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't invalidate yeah. the fact that you so, like the ice cream. No. being able to explain no. it right doesn't it, invalidate it it it, it and yeah. in that case no, it I, adds nothing <laughs> yes right exactly so for me it's like yeah I, i'm not opposed to like having these discussions obviously but i'm just i'm kind of accepting of the belief that i don't think we'll know for sure uh maybe in like when we have better technology or something maybe uh we'll have be able to come more closer to an answer for like why people act one way because that's all this is right we're all just just like analyzing behavior and trying to come up with reasons for the behavior yeah um uh so but it's like i'm comfortable just accepting that i don't know i have certain Mm -hmm. i i incline generally on a scale between genetic versus environment i lean in but I, I don't know. I'm not, as I as you said, I'm not married to the idea. I could very well be wrong. But I, I fall back on ultimately that even if I am wrong, it doesn't really matter. And it doesn't really change my argument uh, to be skeptical of like these norms, uh, because it's like people are going to like what they like. And they, uh, you, you know, just they're going to orient themselves, uh, how they're going to orient themselves. And when you put social stigma on people, you're going to cause resentment and a lot of unhappiness. Um, yeah. Due to that. And even if it's just outliers, right? Even if it's just people who are like outliers, uh, I, st- I still think that's wrong. Even if the majority of people are, but there's some social norm that stigmatizes like uh, outliers, or outliers or something. In sense. I still think that's wrong. You're, you know, it, it, a, a social standard that's causing unnecessary strain on people when it shouldn't have to right it's like sure. like even if you said like even if like 80 90 percent of people oriented themselves in a traditional lifestyle because that's just what they preferred there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever right <laughs> no, nothing whatsoever but it also if someone wants to deviate from it i don't think you know it should be regarded as oh that's you know normatively wrong uh, or something like that yeah you know um because you know th- there's a large Debate. And again, this debate type, type of debate has been going on forever. Is it genetic? Is it environmental? Because it's like, uh, you know, you, you can never really be 100% sure. And it's, you know, there's also, you know, your genetics can be, you know, affected by the environment itself uh, in some cases. Sure. So, sure. Uh, it's not entirely a clear cut case, which is which. Um, so I think just taking a stance of, Saying and again, this isn't to say you can't have an opinion on it, or us can have, anyone can have an opinion on it. I think you know, but like 
I my approach has always been so just anecdotally. Um, anecdote, and this is a complete anecdote. I'm not trying to propose an argument here, but like whenever I've just interacted with people, whenever I interact with them, I don't really think of like obviously I not I I can re- like I really, you know whether they're a man or woman. I, I can recognize that, but I don't treat them any differently uh, because of that. Do you know what I, does that make sense? Yes. Like they're just, if they're uh, a person and they vie and, you know, I vibe, I just treat them like how I would treat any other person I vibe with in a way like that. You know what I yes. mean? Um, so it's never really been like a so when I see a lot of people make a big deal out of this, like, uh, you know, how do you interact with another, with the other gender or something like that? It's just like, this is so alien to me <laughs> because I don't think in those terms. Yes. Quite frankly, I don't like think like that at all. Um, so it's just like, it's been always natural to me that's like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, this, this person's a man, this person's a woman. Uh, I, I just treat them, you know, if they're cool, I just treat them cool. Right. You know? like, yes. Uh, and that, that's, that's kind of always just been how I've interacted with people. Yes. And the, well, the other, the other side of that too, though, is that I, I haven't seen you at least, uh, you know, try to make, um, try to make any like hard sort of observations about things like the male loneliness epidemic and stuff like that, that that's, that would sort of relate to those issues. Um, and, and that's, and it's one of those things that, and I'm not saying you should either. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. you know, talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. But I think that for those who do, it is, um, it's very damaging to to uh, to to try and 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 avoid those kinds of conversations. You know what I mean? Um. Sure, because that seems like what that it feels like that's what everyone's doing at, at least to some extent and and you know maybe not through uh any fault of their own again these like the red pill guys and and the MGTOW guys and all that they're they're embittered right I don't expect them to be able to think clearly about anything yeah um but th- for for other people having these conversations, you know, you got these social scientists and stuff out here who are talking about like why are men so lonely and then everybody's response is just like because they're unfuckable losers and it's like. Okay, um, that's not an answer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not, obviously that's not the case, because we've done fine this far, and we frankly have more soap now than we ever have. I don't think that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I'm unconvinced. Yes. (laughs) Right, right. And so to me, but, yeah, but it's, it's partially I, I, again, because I, they want to avoid this topic entirely. They want to avoid the idea of just like, sure. well, what are we? You know what I mean? What, what, do, we, what do we go after? What, right. what excites us? What, do we, what are we attracted to, um, at least broadly? And again, you, can, you, you have to speak in a more specialized way when you're talking about individuals. But uh, on a population yes. level, you know what I mean? <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. It just it it I, yeah, I hate that people I, I won't talk about it. I the reason I don't bring up like uh, the male loneliness thing is because I just don't feel qualified in talking about it. Quite frankly, sure. right? Like I don't yeah. have the answer. Um, and that's and totally fair. Like I, I said, I, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect it. that you would because yeah. you you I mean and and frankly the 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 way you sort of described it earlier is just like you don't really see things through that lens and that's and and it is I don't totally one hundred percent fair yeah. 
Yeah, I also think that, uh, you know, I, this might not re specify towards men in general, but I also think that humans are just extremely complex. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have very different communication styles. And yes. that can cause a lot of problems in just social relationships in general. Um, is that uh, the inability to properly communicate and it's not i'm not trying to say it's anyone's fault right that that's kind of the point is that uh sometimes when two people just have two different like communication styles in some sense uh you're going to run into problems even though both people are well-intentioned uh yes so it, it's it's just yeah and i'm not trying i'm not trying to claim that that is the soul that's like the reason for the uh the loneliness epidemic or anything like that i'm just saying that that is i think that's one possibility which is that people just cannot communicate well in general and that's not i'm not even saying that's their fault it's just like i think that you know given like differences in upbringing whatever it may be whatever different like traumas might have growing up you know or even you know biological i also could play a role yeah um i think all those things factor into sometimes uh you just people are so complex even yourself right like i that's also a reason like I'm skeptical to put anything into a hard classification yes. here is because I don't feel like I even know myself well enough to claim to know that I know. And that's not to say that any biological claims are false. I'm just saying that I've not, not comfortable. It just feels like it, it feels like overstepping. Yes. Yeah. I understand that. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, and that's, and here's the thing that's, that's, that is fair and and respectable. That's that's something that comes from a level of self knowledge. It does. That comes from a level of self knowledge. It comes from a a sort of. I, I think I want to draw a distinction when I say nobody wants to talk about these things. I'm not talking about you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking oh, about yeah. the the sort of the general social hatred of <laughs> the topic. The general uh, the unacceptability. Sure. Right. It's gauche it's not something you're supposed to talk about it's it's a it's a it's well we don't we don't we don't talk like that anymore um that kind of thing that that really really throws me for a loop and and it's one of those things too that i was thinking about a little bit with uh regard to there's a i've talked about this before on the show and i i really want to deep dive into these guys not on the show just personally um because they're very interesting to me there's this podcast um this married couple uh has where they do like it's like a relationship podcast right and they are fascinating i don't even think they're right necessarily in a lot of the things that they say but they're very interesting people because they have this like trad sort of very they talk about pink jobs and blue jobs dude like this is the like but this is the where my theory that something like probably 80 to 85 percent of the people who talk about stuff like that and talk about traditional gender rules are um actually engaged in uh kink and that is because they are they're like they don't bring it up very often they very rarely talk about it but like the wife in that couple wears a day collar like they're they're (laughs) they're actively in that relationship in that kind of dynamic Uh uh-huh and so i think they're like the way that they live their life is actually kind of part of that Mm. but they've got like this weird tradness about them that i find so fascinating but but that's where that idea came from they're like this is actually a kink for people this idea this this sort of did you see this way of living sorry uh i i did you see that uh um that video pearl uh and i I, i'm so dumb 
with everything Pearl. But did you see that video that uh, she released? It was actually kind of depressing. Um, About I why think she's like talking in her car. She's go ahead. It was it the video that she was talking about why she's unfuckable or why she thinks she's unfuckable. Uh, I don't- it, it was the one where she was talking, like, I get, I thought she was talking about, like, like why a lot of the reasons she believes what she believes. And she was basically talking about how she felt, like, just shitty as a kid, essentially. How uh-huh. she felt, like, uh, uh, everything like that. And that that's kind of what I mean by, like, how childhood upbringing and environment uh, in early development can really just, like, mess you up like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, things like well, that. And again, the- when I say that, it, it doesn't have to be... An- it doesn't have to be an either or. Like you can, you can be both biological factors and uh, environment, both of them to one extent or another. Um, Pearl made that one video where she was talking about, um, or I, I can't remember if it was a video or a tweet, but she was talking about how uh, she was talking about the, the the like the wall conceptually, right? Not the Pink Floyd thing, the other mm-hmm. thing where she, uh, yeah, yeah. she, but she was talking about stuff that like applied to her. In a way, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, is your whole yeah. shtick motivated entirely by self hatred? Is that yes, is that what is. motivates your entire thing? I think so. Uh, because, like, she even put out a video talking about like how you know the reason like she kind of believes what she believes is because of like ha- how she was kind of raised as a kid, and it's really like depressing, actually, like really, really sad. Um, and, and it makes sense why she would have those beliefs, given like I guess her upbringing. Um, but it's just really depressing. Because I don't think Pearl understands women either. Pearl talks about women all the time. I, just, I, I don't think Pearl understands women. I don't. I don't think Pearl knows what she's talking about. Um, but that is just that is. I, I wow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, but but anyway, yeah. Like like when I'm just when I whenever as I said like. Going back to my anecdote for a second, whenever I just interact with people, I've always just treated them, are you a cool person, are you not? So it's kind of hard for me to think in that headspace because I'm just, like, not used to it. That's not to say people who think differently than me are wrong. That's just saying that I'm not adept. Yeah, it's just the worldview, yeah. Yeah. It's just the way you see the world, and that's that's totally fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not not trying to argue that everyone should be talking about this. I I don't think that's true, Uh and I I think you do the right thing generally, which is that if you don't see the world in those terms, I mean, why would you you, uh, try to um, prosthetize on those terms? You know what I mean? Right. Sure, Um, yeah. So that makes perfect sense to me. my 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 biggest issue is the people who do you know what i mean right. like the people who do sure. try to proselytize on those terms the people who do try to uh talk about that kind of shit all the time and they don't they're they're still asking the wrong questions they're still not i mean again there's fucking social scientists out there who are trying to talk about you know things like male loneliness things like why are why are women uh you know uh why is the quote strong independent women trope? Why is that um, making women unhappy? You know what I mean? In, in, mm-hmm. in broad terms. And right. there's the, there's, and, and they don't want to ask the questions. They don't want to ask, you know, well, maybe there's something about us that makes us not want to respond to that kind of thing. Maybe there's something right. about us that makes I, us want to live a certain way. Yes. 
something uh, you said earlier in the uh, um, earlier, right when we started talking about this was a really good point because it's like I think the early feminists did had a had actually a, a, a quite a good amount of points, uh, and I think they had a legitimate. There was a, a very good thing they did, which is to show that hey, as a woman, you do not have to be like a homemaker. Yes, right? you can be other things. Uh, where to me, it went off the rail is when they started saying but know that you should be this is what you should do uh you should be a business person or yes. you know, do that and it's like well now you're just i think you're just overstepping like you started with a really good premise and now you're just stepping into territory that's like you know you know what i mean like yeah. like let them just decide what they want to do. let them grow up as you know uh, as unconstrained as possible um and let them come to their own conclusions and yeah let them go from there and, the you late know, sort of makes them happy, makes them happy. The late sort of second wave and into the third wave, where it became, uh, it, it, for a certain milieu, it became your responsibility to buck, uh, what society would have you do. You know what I mean? Um, right. that that kind of thing. And I, I, uh, and I don't say that and from any personal experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just all you're doing is is putting people into another box where they're expected to do a thing, right? And and and. Yes. It seems ridiculous to me. It seems ridiculous to me that you would say that, that you would say, well, um, and, and, and it, to me, it, it's, I think it's, there's a certain level of maliciousness to why people won't talk about sort of, uh, biological needs as, as they reveal themselves in preferences for like how you live your life. Because mm-hmm. I think that that was bad for academic feminism in the late second wave i think that that conversation Mm. undermined a lot of what they had to say because i think given a free choice i think the number of women who would choose to live as if they could you know given a free choice if they could they would choose to live as homemakers um stay-at-home moms that kind of thing i think the the fact of that um of what that number would be uh, mm-hmm. sort of undermined the whole thing. And so it became a staple yeah, of like that, academics that we don't talk about sex differences. We don't talk about these things anymore because it's bad for our point. And that's the right. And that's the problem with writing your ideology on. Well, if we don't get enough women in the workforce, then our ideology is in trouble or something like that. So you, you know, have to almost, just, you, so you have to establish that other social norm in order to prove your premise where it's just like, well, well right. we have to make society conform to this. So, so we have to make women feel bad for choosing, uh, to live a life that we don't like. Right. Yes. And, and right. we have to, we have to yeah. enforce this socially. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's like, yeah, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're essentially looping back around. It's like, it's like horseshoe theory, right? They're looping back around closer yeah. to the, doing like something very similar to the very people they were against originally uh which is trying to put someone in a box now again as i said i am all for the idea that uh of pluralism in a society that that, yeah you can look there's many different lifestyles you can choose and maybe there's lifestyles out there that you want that you know maybe i haven't even thought of yet or something like that um and you know if as long as you can make it work within you know constraints of being a good person then go do it um yes you know, uh, yeah. the, the, um, uh, but other than that, I'm not going to like tell you what you should do or, you know, you should do this. You shouldn't do this. It's like it. those people seem to me almost I maybe they're good intentions. I, I almost I, it's hard for me not to see them as malicious a little bit. 
yeah. uh, because they're they very much have a vested interest in a social outcome that they're using you as a means for. Yes, um, and that seems kind of disturbing to me. Um, that's always seemed very disturbing to me. And you know, it, it also goes into the fact that like uh, man, one thing that like bugs me more than anything, and I've seen this a lot. And it, to me, whenever when any when anyone ever says this. Um, I always think that they're telling on themselves. And again, maybe this is just maybe I am the weirdo here. But this is just as I said, this has always like been my anecdotal experience. But whenever anyone ever says that, like, well, you're a man, therefore you can never be friends with a woman or something like that, like an, an yeah. actual friend. Uh, so, that is so like preposterous to me. Because most of my like close friends uh, throughout, like whether it's be I'm on MMO or online or you know in life in general or you know or anything a lot of my close friends have been women yes <laughs> so, yeah. and like it seems to me that there are certain types of people who treat the other uh like sex as a means to an end yeah. as if they're the only reason you're there is almost in a uh, for a predatory reason and essentially any f- quote-unquote friendship you might have is essentially just a deception that is such a like poisonous belief that's like such a poisonous mm-hmm. view to me uh that is like uh when i see that that actually like does like get under my skin a bit it's like that is so like off and it's dangerous like you are if you tell impressionable young men that um especially when they're <laughs> especially in a male loneliness epidemic as it's called right you tell men that it's like are, are you ki- are you kidding me right now uh, yeah like it seems that you're just trying to you're you're trying to turn men into sociopaths that's how i see a lot of the manosphere people truth oh man like, it, uh, that's one of the things uh, that this is one of the things that and i think you're 100 right and this is one of the interesting things that that i think this is one thing that I think I disagree with with Polly on a few things. I agree with her on others. This is one thing I think she's dead ass right about, and that is mm-hmm. um, that that men have to be socialized as as a sort of as I think people generally do. But I think there is a a certain degree yeah. of failure in socializing men that has happened as as uh, not just in. When I say in like recent history, I'm talking about like going back into to to probably the 19th century at the very latest, um, where mm-hmm. like there's there's this sort of people people don't talk about how you socialize boys, like the the way that mm-hmm. you socialize boys is not discussed. And Polly's position mm-hmm. is that, like, male criminality, like, the, the explanation for male criminality, why do men commit all the violent crimes? Well, you do have mm-hmm. certain hormonal realities with men, right? But the, the larger explanation mm-hmm. from her point of view is we don't care about how we socialize boys. And that's how you solve that problem is by socializing yeah. them properly. And Right. Because, like, obviously, like... Um, you, you know, if the, on the hormonal angle, yeah, that's absolutely an aspect of it, right? But that doesn't explain why some men cause crimes and the others don't, despite having right. increased horn. You know, you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. I mean, we, being more aggressive, right, as a, as like a baseline, 
um, for the average dude is going to mm-hmm. be, I mean, that's what testosterone does, man. It heats your blood. It makes you, it makes yeah. you hot blooded. You're, you're, you're going to yeah. be more aggressive, but that's, that doesn't, you're right. It doesn't explain it. It doesn't explain it all. And, and right. th- that's one of the things that she, and actually she made a point too, man, that it was like, we have all these young boys <laughs> who are, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade at these periods where they should be being socialized yeah. into being peaceable people. And they're being taught by women who do not understand them because they're women. They don't get them. And that that's, that's, that's something that actually men should be doing is socializing boys. And the fact that we're not doing that is causing problems. I think there's something to that idea. <laughs> I, I, I think there's something to that where it's like, I, I don't, if you, if I think back on the teachers that tried to, quote unquote socialize me right the the person that socialized me the most was my dad the the person that told mm. me things the person that lined me the fuck out was my dad it wasn't any of my teachers because when when for example there's a there's there's one example that I love and I'll remember it until the day I die and I think my dad forgot it but I'll remember it until the day I die and that was I was a I was a young teenager and I was being very disrespectful toward my mother I was angry. I was always angry at that time. And I was being very disrespectful toward my mother. And so my dad took me out to the truck and we went out and picked up food. And on the way back, we stopped and my dad looked at me and he said, if you want me to respect your wife, you will respect mine. And dude, (laughs) that was a moment that just like fucking blew my mind. But I think that's how boys need to be socialized. I don't think I don't think that would hit the same way with uh, a a a a like for example a mom saying it to a girl. I think he would have to deliver that message differently. You know what I mean? And so I think I think there's something I, to this idea. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that's wrong. I, I just, I don't. Again, I don't like counter evidence or anything like that to dispute. Right, right. It just, it, it's, it's. But again, and part of the reason that I want to bring it up is just like, hey, if, 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 if I'm saying anything that anyone hears and they're just like, well, that's dead wrong. Fucking say it, dude. Fucking like, go, go on the, mm-hmm. go on the fucking website. <laughs> Call me yeah. a moron. Tell me why I'm wrong. Right. Like this is. I think yeah. not talking about it is causing the damage. And whether I'm right or wrong, sure. it's the not talking about right. it that's hurting people. Right, because then it becomes like an invisible elephant, where like everyone is there, but they're tr- but it's being ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, type thing. Right. Have you ever read anything from Polya? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I would. Uh, I, she wasn't really my style, but yeah. I, I, I disagree with a lot that she has to say, but there's some insights in there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would recommend reading her, her big book, her first book, but um, it's, mm. it's 30 hours. Of <laughs> <laughs> the audio book is 30 hours long, and so I, yeah. I actually don't recommend anyone read it. It, it sucks your life up. It's mm-hmm. really, really not. <laughs> it's, for, for the insights that are there, I don't think 30 hours is worth it. <laughs> Sure, sure. Being yeah. honest. Maybe the maybe I'll find the abridged version. Yes, somewhere. Uh, an abridged <laughs> version. Just essays. If she has a short essay you're interested uh-huh. in, read that. But don't don't yeah. don't spend thirty hours on her thesis. That's just not. I don't recommend <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah, because it's it's just because there's not 
as much there that I think I agree with as I disagree with. But in any case, sure, um, sure. yeah, that's just I, I, it. What really bothers me the most about it is not what side any individual comes down on the issue. Um, I have agreements mm-hmm. and disagreements with people about it all the time. What what sure. bugs me about it is the fact that it is so verboten to even talk about. That it is oh, yeah. that it's being I think being ignored, and um, mm-hmm. for, I think it's being ignored largely for political reasons to make ap- academics feel better about their bullshit, um, and not because they actually sure. care about anything. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't perfectly analogous, like in, in, in terms of my thought, but I think it's it's close enough to where you may be, see where I'm going with this. In the same way, in like a market, right, there's no possible way we could plan out uh, exactly in a centralized way, like what the right amount of like wheat is or something like that, or the right amount of ice cream. You know, we just could it's, it would be impossible for us to actually do that uh, centrally. Yes. Um, whereas decentralized individual actors can come to those conclusions on their own. I think that's also true of like gender relations. I, I think that, uh, you know, this type of thing can only be kind of resolved if it can be resolved by individuals um, figuring out like the, in some sense what they are on their own. Um, because I think that's that's the closest we'll get to it, in my opinion. I'm not saying you can't. Yes, yeah. No, make, I, I like, think you're right. Like, I'm not saying you can't make statements, like definitive statements about whether you know, on average, this is true for this group, or you know, you can absolutely make them. But I think uh, uh, this can only actually be resolved by a, a person kind of like knowing themselves well enough, and yes. then kind of moving from there, right? Um, because, like, uh, in some sense, a general statement, it's not, you know, the, the phrase, uh, all models are, or, or, all, mo- all, sorry, all models are wrong, but some are useful. That's kind of like how I yes. take general yes. statements. No, right? I, like, I, I agree 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, general statements can be useful, but I, I am hesitant to offer a general statement as advice to an individual um, so a lot of times because I think that for some things are so personal that there's no possible way that I could another person with a very personal issue. Sometimes I, yes. I might be able to try if it's something similar to my own experience, I might be able to help them with it. But ultimately it comes down to you knowing yourself. And that is, you know, the unfortunate part is you kind of, the, the individual has to like really kind of like figure that out on their own. But that also means that all of our advice is not going to be a hundred percent true for you. <laughs> like anything we're saying, necessarily do you know what i mean yes. like it's not like it may be true but it's not like it's not true just because it's true of the general of yes. the average yes um, i i yeah. i absolutely i think that's absolutely the case and like i said I, I think on an individual level you have to be way more specialized i think there are i think there are uh you know all kinds of different folks out there that that will have a uh a a a different response to for example making the general statement that I think women are, are primarily concerned with security in whatever form that takes for them. But that's the core of the concern um, that that I do believe to be true in a very general sense. But sure. individually, I mean, there's there are chicks out there who don't give a shit about that or anything even related to it. Mm-hmm. And and that's not to say that right. they are incorrect. It's just to say that they're I think they're outliers and there's nothing wrong with being an outlier either. But it, it, it is right. what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Is it not representative uh, yeah. of the general population? Right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think one of the, like, and I, I, this actually, like, uh, we can save this for another discussion, but actually I think this dovetails really well with the idea of, uh, uh, actually, you know, we, we should do an episode on this because I, I have, uh, some, I, I think I have some hot takes about the concept of like mental illness in general, like, uh, oh, neurological really? divergences and stuff like that. Oh. I think people, uh, that might be one of my hottest takes actually. Um, but, uh, oh, I, I think that exciting. the idea, <laughs> I think the idea of treating divergences as, as if there's something wrong with a person is extremely damaging. Even if that's true in some cases, uh, yes. uh, I think generally, I think it's, that's an extremely damaging, like social norm to promote, to like have, uh, which is that divergences are wrong or that the, or that the average, like the general average where general average lands is the what is the correct uh orientation is the correct amalgamation does that make sense the idea that okay yeah uh, the idea that a statement that can be said to be generally true is also somehow qualitative that 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 also somehow tells you that that is also good that this is the nor that because this is the most common orientation that this is the orientation by which we judge all other orientations by. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The, well, I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of the, the, the idea of like, and these things too get, get sort of conflated. I've always been resistant to the idea that describing something as abnormal is somehow making a, a, an assessment of its quality. I, I've always, always I, disagreed with that because to me, when somebody says, for example, for I mean, for people, you know, homosexuality is abnormal. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's statistically right. rare. That's not how most people present. And red, so people with red hair are abnormal. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's to, to me, and it's always seemed to me like that is a ridiculous. And I, I hate, hate, hate the sort of progressive idea that to describe something that is um that is statistically uncommon as uh as as statistically uncommon which is all that means to to describe yeah. it that way means that you are passing some sort of judgment on it i don't think that's the case you know what else is statistically uncommon uh your genetic code <laughs> yeah exactly well i mean think about this uh, the idea that something that is a- that is abnormal must necessarily be a negative trait um the best food yeah. on the planet the best highest quality food you will ever eat is on a tail of a bell curve like, like if you, yes. you were yes. to, if you were to eat right. the greatest burger you've ever had, highest quality beef, freshest, crispest lettuce, beautiful, <laughs> wonderful, yeah. bulky, just juicy tomatoes, all that, all the best stuff is entirely abnormal for hamburgers. Just totally abnormal. <laughs> and it's the yeah. best there is. So, right. So to yeah, describe exactly. something like, as rare as being bad to me has never fucking followed. And I hate that progressives attack language in that way and try to make it so that if you say yeah. something is, well, that's uh, that's abnormal. Um, that's somehow you're saying it's bad. I just don't. I just I ugh. Yeah. I get that people try to smuggle uh, that I in. I can understand. But I can understand. yes. No. Yeah, I agree. I, I can understand the social. Uh, like. The, the way people react to that word, because a lot of people do use abnormal to mean bad. 
Um, but I agree that the the statement itself, when it, like if you or I were to say abnormal, we're not sneaking any like uh, normative baggage in with it, right? Uh, which, but a lot of people do do that, so I can understand the resist. I can understand the resistance some people have to that. I, I just wish that the I wish that the standard for for that kind of issue, those kinds of issues of language, mm-hmm. I wish that the standard were to instead say one of my favorite phrases, which is, "What do you mean by that?" Like, like the, the, rather than trying to uh, excise yeah. words <laughs> yeah. and excise language, I agree. Uh, why not just say, "What do you mean by that?" And if exactly. it goes only as far as, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's abnormal. It's not in line with the average that we would expect from this thing. Then, okay, well, fine, that's correct. Right. But if it means right. uh, it's weird and bad, <laughs> well, then that's something different. <laughs> yeah. Normal, good, and normal have been smuggled as synony- uh, synonymous for a long time. Um, that's why a lot of people use the term like common to mean what they, what they, people would mean by normal yes. without the normative baggage. Right. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Normal should just mean, uh, I think normal and common actually are synonymous, but I understand socially there's a, a colloquial nature to normal. That means good uh, for a yes. lot of people or, or just like acceptable is maybe a better way to put it. Well, um, this acceptable is um, a great that, thing. Yes. Yes. That yeah. is a great way to describe it. it. It's an interesting thing to me. Uh, yeah. you, you say the word common common to me has a negative valence. Whenever I describe something as common, oh, it's probably something I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like it's, or it's a negative oh, thing that I, so think I don't have negative. That. That's interesting. Yeah, if I if if, okay. if if somebody says you know, hey man, this uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine, um, you know, let's just say a friend of mine, uh, you know, was hanging out with some people in, at rock shows in West Texas, and they started doing meth. I might say, well, that's very common. But that 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 <laughs> to me that means that happens a lot in that circumstance. I mean, that's something a lot of people end up doing. Um, very common. But to me, if I describe something as common, it's probably something I think is bad. It's it, oh, interesting. So, okay, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I use common the way you use normal. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. See, where it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. But I, I do try to, I do try to disabuse when I, I try to be very specific about the words that I use and when I use them. Yeah, and I try to disabuse if I'm saying the word, especially in a conversation like this, where if I'm saying the word "normal," all I mean is it's right in the middle of the bell curve. That's all I mean. I, I don't, I don't mean yeah. there's anything good or bad about it. There's a lot of things that are right in the middle of the bell curve that fucking right. suck. So it's you know what yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, yeah. No. For sure. For sure. Yep. <laughs> so it doesn't. I mean, it. It to me, it just. Yeah. Uh, it. it I just wish that people would ask. I, I wish that the attack on language, rather than proceeding as uh, trying to excise words um, because they might carry some mm-hmm. valence, instead was more autistic and literal. And people just said, what do you mean by that? How are you using that word? Yeah, I, I think we may be too autistic, though, uh, sometimes, uh, because I think for most people... I think they react to the word how it's been used in regards to their own experience. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Like words yeah. become tainted by 
like their past experience for how they've like received those words in some sense. But I totally get what you're saying. And I agree. Um, but also, you know, what you said about like things just being in the middle of the bell curve, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. That's sort of actually what I was uh, getting at before when I said that, you know, whether these differences are environmental or genetic or whichever like mishmash uh, combination of the two they are. Um, to me, that's just an empirical claim or an empirical like uh, guess. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, in some sense. That I'm just, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's not important and I'm not saying people shouldn't like have opinions on it, but it's like, to me, it's like, if you just, if you had a pluralistic society, we could just find out. Yes, it wouldn't (laughs) Uh, matter. uh, We could just look and find out. Yes. (laughs) Well, we may not be able to find out whether how, if it's, we may not be able to find out if it's environmental or genetic, but we could at least find out what people are preferring. Yes. Uh, You know, well, it's, it's, Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're your sort of um, illustration of that point by using the idea of a market was really, really good where it's like, if, if you're in an unfree market, if you're in a market that's, that is a, a top down determined market, you don't know what the actual price of wheat should be. You don't know what the actual price of milk should be because those prices, everything has been so um, it's very much like uh, the, the best example is interest rates. Now, where it's like mm-hmm. this idea that interest rates are pegged to shit that is controlled without regard for actual that what the market would actually be doing. It's it's controlled with regard to what we want the market to do in the future, but not with mm-hmm. what it would be doing naturally. And so sure. that that was an excellent sort of metaphor for for it is the idea that if the market's actually free, you know what milk costs. If the market's actually free, you know what the average right. interest rate should be for a mortgage. If it's if right. it's unfree, yeah, exactly. you in don't. The same way, yeah, yeah. In the same way, like you know, do we? We don't know how many state services are actually valuable because they're collected through taxation, mm-hmm. right? There's yes. a, a, a kind of coercive element to it, so we don't really know if it's valued or not. We won't know how how many actual services the state provides are valuable unless we freed up those services to the market. Uh, so it, it's like, yeah, we we ultimately will not. And again, I don't know if the debate between you know genetics versus versus environment will ever be settled. But at least we'll know that people, if people felt more free about like who they were and what they wanted to be, we would at least probably expect to see more people happy in the roles that they're choosing for them. Uh, so yes, that's and that's like ultimately what bothers it. me, and that's what's what what ultimately made me think of this too is that. Um, and, and it's like I was saying before, just looking at the world, looking around, everyone is so unhappy. Everyone is unhappy. I can, I can think of, I can think of very few people that I even know personally who are, and, and there's, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that the economy's down and all this other stuff, but it's like, it seems bigger than that. It seems, it seems like people are unhappy, um, existentially. (laughs) You know what yes, I mean? I, I was going to say that an existential crisis, existential crisis times. Yes. Yeah, and, and I'm. I, it, it. I hate to see that. I really, I really do hate yeah. to see people so unhappy. Um, especially right. when I know that at least for some proportion of them, the solution could be to drop a bunch of fucking baggage and just do what you want to do. Because I think right. I, I see this, you see this especially with uh, with the conversation around unhappy women, especially who are high earners. It's like, yeah, because I hate to say it, but that's not what you want. 
I mean, that's why you're not happy is because you don't actually want that. Someone told you you did. And I think it goes the other way, too. I think there are women who are, you know, shackled to a kid at the house and they're fucking miserable because you didn't want that. Someone told you you wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I that's yeah. what I hate to see. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just do not like the concept that people from an early age are set up. And, you know, this, this term is highly charged, but they're groomed in some sense yes, uh, yes. for positions, for roles later in life. Um, that they're told is correct based on their biological makeup. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm opposed to. Uh, because again, even if, even if we were to grant, right. Even if I, even if we were just to accept that most people, most women are a happier X role or Y role, you can't take an average like that and then tell an individual human who happens to be male or female and tell them that's where they're that's your role too because obviously you know that's how where most people from your gender are happiest but it's like that doesn't tell you anything about that yeah i i, I absolutely know, agree thing about that i absolutely yeah. agree yeah absolutely because there's no telling where that yeah. person is you have an in uh, of one you don't you, that doesn't you don't actually know no. anything yeah exactly right exactly it doesn't tell you anything like the average doesn't tell you any one specific person right you know and it can't glean anything from that uh an average is just an after the fact observation <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like a prescriptive uh element it doesn't tell you uh you know anything else beyond itself um uh, just like that and, uh, and that's that's one of the reasons though that i think it's valuable to have those conversations is because the 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 yes. It, it not only does identifying what is true on the average tell you what is true on the average, but it also helps you to, if you understand the concept of averages, it helps you to recognize the outlier. So if yes. you're if you're the kind of guy who's not the average guy and and you're not well suited to the average woman and and what she would want on average. It, knowing what the average is will help you to identify those who are outside of it and will help you to identify maybe, well, this person could be better for me because I'm an outlier in this way and she's an outlier in this way. And that may actually make us very compatible. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, yes. but it, it's, it's, it's by elevating the, the position of the, it's by understanding that the position of the individual is is not tied or married to the average that you can actually do that and mm-hmm. use those things properly. I, I I fear though that many people just hear average and they think everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, there are people who use the concept of averages in order to smuggle like normative statements in. Yes, there um, are. Uh, but, but yeah, so I can understand why some people who have interacted with those people might be, might think that when they hear average, that other people are also smuggling in normative baggage, but that's not the case. In- uh, it's yes. Just, uh, the average is the average. Yeah. I think um, it's fundamentally dishonest. But again, if, I, if, if I, th- if I think something is, yeah. is a good thing, I'll just say it's good. I'll say, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I, I've said before, I've yeah. said before that something is both normal and good. I, I don't, I don't try right. to use, I, 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 those are two separate concepts. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time in human history, slavery was normal and bad uh, yeah. simultaneously. Yes. Uh, and if it were to become yeah, normalized so. again, it would be normal and bad. Yes. 
I mean, uh, and it, I also, this is like a very a pet peeve of mine with the people who use the word natural. And I think this is probably yeah, one of my trigger yes, words actually yes. at this point. Yeah. Because I think, I think when people use the word human nature, I think they're being dishonest in their argument uh, most of the time. Um, because they're trying to let some like amorphous concept that they're not defining win the argument for them. Right. They're let try they're they're, you know, summoning Atlas to do the heavy lifting when they yes. uh, you know, uh use the word human nature, stuff like that. Um not to say that there is no human nature, but the fact that no one ever defines what they mean by that, and in doing so they just they're just trying to win the argument by just saying it. And if you disagree then Right. It's like it's just it's dishonest. Yes. I agree with you. I think it's I think it's very dishonest, but I think it's also very common. The 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 yeah, there it is. It's very common. Yes. <laughs> it's very dishonest. It's a bad thing, and it's also super common. Um, and normal. And oh, yeah, it's very normal yeah. people to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man. That's kind of that's kind of all I wanted to to have uh, as as far as yeah. that discussion goes. I'm 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 I wanted to talk about that particularly because I've been so very bothered by the fucking masculinity grifters. I think they're taking advantage of young boys, uh, especially young boys that don't have a male role model who are 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 you know, and they're being told by fucking Andrew Tate, and they're being told by all these other assholes on the internet how that they should behave as a man and and how to attract women which i think is is one of the things that's i mean that's always been a grift right um yes and and also like tell it trying to tell them uh essentially to use women as a means to their ends as like yes. a, a mere means um that is that's also like extremely that you know yeah it's it, it's you know one more thing on that too, right? Because like uh, when we were talking about like how you know this, uh, some people have the idea that well, if you're a man, you can't be friends with a woman. I, I always wonder, like, do they think bisexual people can't be friends with anyone? <laughs> you know, it's the old meme bisexual. There's an old meme where it's like you know bisexuals don't have friends; they just have prey. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's riffing off that type of thing. Yes. Well, this yeah, is the- it's it's just a very dangerous. Yeah, these like masculinity grifters. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, this is the thing. I, I can I can tell you the secret to to getting women. I can tell you the secret to getting women. First thing you do is you go to a a uh, an area where people like you hang out. Okay, and for me that was a smoking area. You go there <laughs> and you and you wait for one to approach you and ask for a cigarette, uh, even though they have their own cigarettes. You wait for one to approach you and ask you for a cigarette. Especially, it helps if you're eating a patty melt. I found um, if you're eating a patty melt oh, at the okay. same time that you're on in a smoking area, one a woman will approach you and ask for a cigarette. At which point, you will begin a conversation with this woman, in which you both autistically provide increasingly hotter takes. And then you, <laughs> as, as you've as, after you've dropped your hottest take, okay. Your fucking, your most, your most egregious, hottest take. And she agrees <laughs> with it. That's when you tell her that you can't go to her place because you have to watch anime. Now, this is an important step. <laughs> 
this is an important step. It's an important step. Now, this was a few well, after a few different no. conversations, right? This is a while down the road. You're invited back to her place, and and you say, "No, I can't," because I have a podcast with my friends where we talk about anime, and so I have to watch anime tonight in preparation for a podcast I do with my friends tomorrow. If she tolerates you after that, okay. <laughs> If she tolerates you after that, you have to wait for a global pandemic. And I hate to tell you this, but you just have to wait for one to happen. Because when that happens, then you will become increasingly unstable as a human being. And all of this is is testing your compatibility, right? You'll become increasingly unstable as a human being, and you might even start fed posting in the car to this woman about, about what you want to do to the politicians. Now, after <laughs> after that subsides, right, and and uh, and and your society is irrevocably fucked up. After that, if if she still tolerates you, you move in together, and then you get married, and that's how you meet women. I I appreciate that wiki how that you just laid out right there. <laughs> I that was great. <laughs> you should- you should you should write a book about those exact steps in detail <laughs> and promote it on the show. Yeah, this is uh yeah, that's 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 how you meet women, obviously. Cuz it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the average. It's how every, it's how most people do it. It's yeah, common exactly. normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Don't do forget the patty think... melt. It's very important. Yes, you have to have the patty melt. And uh, it helps if you're in the smoking area. That's actually one of the one of the few things out of that entire thing that I do think is actually true is that especially for people who are weird, the death of the smoking area is really detrimental mm-hmm. to people's socialization. Um, oh, yeah, because, you know, it's the weirdos at, who who go out to smoke right. and stuff like that. And, and the death yeah. of that because before you can be weird and cool. Yes, Exactly. The the death of the smoking area, I think, has caused a, a lot of people to sort of um, not be able to socialize where otherwise they would have been able to. Because the right, like, it's like it's like Rothbard said, uh, uh, the most prosecuted minority in America is this average smoker. Uh, he wrote he was, an article. About he was that. dead ass right. <laughs> Yeah, he was absolutely fucking right. The, the smoker and the one, and the person who carries guns. Yeah, those are the most persecuted minorities <laughs> in America. <laughs> There's some place you just can't go in anymore. I want to do a, I want to do a, yeah. a, a a a concealed carry sit in at the uh, at the fucking courthouse. So to to try and make the point, yeah. we can all smoke too. But the 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 problem would be everybody's in there sitting in the floor of the courthouse, and everybody's looking like, "What are you guys here for?" We're obviously yeah, all concealed and, carrying, can't you tell? No, we can't. Right. Well, okay. And then, and then you're smoking, and then there's a cigarette smoke everywhere, then someone pulls a fire alarm, and it's a deal. Yeah, right before an important event. Yeah. Thought it would unlock the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, that's all of that to say, man, it, it's just the the... Don't don't let people grift. Don't and tell you how yeah. to how to live your life. Don't let people set expectations for you about yeah. what what a good life looks like for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. As long as you're being good, you're right. you will have a good life. I promise you. Yeah. P- P- the, the, 
people are so like complex and like I, I think very pluralistic in this in in the in the general sense of like people have a lot of different wants and desires and it's impossible for us to centrally like plan that and like uh, know that so it's best just to leave that in everyone's hands by view and just let yes. them pursue their own happiness yes i agree i agree 100 percent. and if you're a lonely man take a patty melt to a smoking area and then start yeah. giving autistically hot takes to the first woman you see and uh and you'll end up marrying yeah. her i promise <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna be like dean i followed your advice i'm now in jail <laughs> exactly <laughs> they're gonna be saying like, you owe me a, you owe me a defense <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man that, that that was that that is honestly it goes to show that it is so individualized. It really is because no one else. Yeah. No, no. There's there are very few people who have the story of meeting their wife the way I met my wife, <laughs> scarfing down at Patty. And, and again, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, you were saying if you if you and then you cut out immediately. Oh, I was saying if there was a, if there was like a specific plan that worked for most people, uh, you would probably see that uh, as far as like you know yeah uh, finding so it's like it just shows you that yeah it's, it's very individualized as you said yeah it's it's there's no nobody's going to give you the the answer um except that you actually have to talk to people which is yes that is yeah <laughs> which is uncomfortable for some but yeah. it, it is that's the truth you do actually have to talk to people yeah. um yeah because I, I honestly, I think about what would have happened if I had just told her, like, um, yeah, sure, here's a smoke. And then just kept eating my meal and not even had the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I easily could have done that. <laughs> and and uh, choosing not to was one of those, like, it's like a hinge, like, you know, those big, like, you could think back in your life to, like, big moments. That sort oh, of yeah. set you up for where you are, and they oh yeah, you're just taking another path that could have been completely different. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I mean, <laughs> shit. I might have, I, I, I might have had a brush with one of those life altering moments when I was like, no, nah, I gotta go watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened, man. <laughs> because it's it's the it's the fucking worst. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Um, well, that's 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 all that I that I really wanted to hit on today. How about you, man? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, I have taken a note. Ace's mental illness hot take. Oh, oh yes, will, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. That will happen one of these days, I'm sure. Do you know who Thomas Zaz is? Thomas Zaz? Yeah. Are you referring to No, that's Victor Zaz. I'm sorry. No, you're not the Batman villain. <laughs> Thomas <I'm> sorry. Zaz. <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay. No, then I'm not familiar with Thomas Zaz. Any relation? Perfect. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am right. not. Who, who's Thomas Zaz? Okay, good. Who is good. that? Because uh, now I want to look him up. He, 
he'll be uh, he'll be very important for like when we do the mental illness uh, episode if we're going to do that. Uh, um, Rothbard really loved him. Okay, I'll, I'll do a little uh, bit of looking then. Yeah, yeah. All right, and and uh, also no ETA on that episode either. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not promising any dates. Uh, we're just these, these, we. I I think we talked about doing this very topic on an episode like I don't ten episodes ago or something like oh, that, God. twelve or something. It's been um, a while, so we're not we're yeah. not pinning down any dates here for one now. Yeah, but, absolutely not. Um, uh, just eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, man. You want to do plugs then? Uh, yeah, you, on Twitter, you can find me at ace underscore arcist. On uh, Blue Sky, you can find me at ace uh, arcist.bsky.social. Uh, and my Substack is acearchist.substack.com. All right, and I'm Pacing Joska, J O U S K A, on Twitter, uh, pacingjoska.blueskybsky.social, and the show at TETC Show on Twitter and TETC.show on Blue Sky. And I think that's all of them. Thank you so much for listening. Later, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show. 